0: Welcome to the Orient Outlook Podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, myself, Stan Chum,
1: the bearded legend, the daddy-o. He's back. He's well again. He's alive. Mr. Paul Evie. Well, of sorts. Thank you very much indeed for that. (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is episode number 178, and as Steve said, after a short, unscheduled break due to illness in my household... We've got a lot to get through, so I think it's uh, without further ado. This week, let's crack on. We've got news and games to cover, and as always, we start with the supporters' club. Yep. So
0: two trips to tell you about. Firstly, on Saturday, the 13th of April, coaches go to Sutton, leaving at half past 11 for a 3pm kickoff, and this one costs 20 pounds for adults and 17 pounds for concessions. Then. The big one, Easter Monday, the 22nd of April. You'll make the journey to Solihull. And this one costs £26 for adults, £23 for concessions. This one leaves the supporters club at half past nine and kicks off at three o'clock. These trips will cost an additional £3 if you want to a, mem- a member of the supporters club. If you're under 15, you can travel for half price, but you must be with an adult. And please remember that these prices do not include your match day tickets. So if you are lucky enough to have a ticket, for either of these fixtures, you can book uh, in the Sports Club pre- or post-match or on the travel line on O Double Seven Double Two One Three Five Nine Seven Zero. And happy travels as the O's enter their yeah. final games of the season.
1: I think it's worth pointing out, though, that Solihull is now sold out, so it's really not worth going unless you've actually got a ticket, if you're one of the lucky 700 to, to get a ticket. So I, I wouldn't bother booking unless you actually do have a confirmed ticket. I think it's probably safe Good to point. say. Later on, trust update. Then, so thanks to the trust for providing this brief update. On Saturday, we welcomed 150 parents and pupils from Lauriston and Bygrove Primary Schools to watch the game for, and for this, um, for that one, it was uh, their first ever football match that they've ever attended. So thanks to the club for t- uh, for kindly donating tickets for that. And on Wednesday, together with the Waltham Forest Schools Sport Network, we held a dodgeball tournament for 400 pupils from 40 local primary schools. Wow. That sounds like fun. Yeah.
0: Great work! So well done on another superb week from the trust. And you might notice, yeah, some big news here. We've been very busy asking you to vote in the football blogging awards on our social media accounts. uh, As the podcast has been named as a finalist in the category of non-league content creator. So, if you haven't already, there are three ways to vote, and you can vote on uh, all of them. All of the platforms. So and more
1: than once. In the sense that you do it on multiple devices. Sorry, I'm jumping the gun a bit here. No, absolutely, you can jump away. It's really important to say that if you've done it on the website, Instagram or Twitter, you've done it on one of them, you can go back and do it on all of the others. So it's not just limited to just doing it once. We'd really appreciate you just going back and revisiting places that you haven't done it yet.
0: So you can vote on three platforms, as Paul said. First, on Twitter, (laughs) simply tweet, I'm voting for Orient Outlook in the FBAs for the
1: hashtag best non-league content creator, and that automatically registers a vote. And that is pinned to our um, our Twitter homepage, so you don't have to remember that. Um, you can just copy and paste it into a tweet. Yeah, so you can even, Grab your loved one's
0: phone, like I did last night on my wife's phone. Copy and paste it from there. Yeah, Only account my wife to do that as well. Absolutely smart yeah. thinking, my friends. Secondly, yeah, Instagram. This is one where we need help from. We have got a big Instagram following, but not many votes coming through on Instagram. So to vote on Instagram, all you do is find the football blogging mm-hmm. awards Instagram post uh, for best non-league creator, and then all you do is mention us uh, on the post with our Instagram handle, which yeah. is at orient underscore outlook underscore podcast so this is the one that we probably aren't getting as many votes on that we would like so if you are on instagram please go and vote now uh, or as soon as the podcast finishes and lastly on the fba's website this is fairly straightforward just google football blogging awards go to the vote page and all the different categories are down now the drop down boxes find best non-league content creator click down find your the to podcast and then just click vote now job done that's the one you can do on different devices so if you've got a work phone and again if you've got your loved one's phone or siblings phone a laptop an ipad your work computer vote away yes and exactly. we go on the road to manchester and hopefully
1: we can make it a treble season for orion, <laughs> for orion. <laughs> and bring home. representing the yeah we're up against uh, some pretty big competitions i understand it so um, it is. we really appreciate your uh, your support with that. So that's our plea to you for this week. So moving on to the fortnight that was, um, we start with uh, Monday the 25th of March. It was a very, very special day 39 years ago. There was. As a certain Stephen Nussbaum hey. joined the world, um, and it was also a very busy day of announcements from the club, but it was <laughs> less import- that, that's less important. So happy birthday you, uh, for uh, two
0: weeks ago. So the day started with a statement from Telford Following our second league victory on Saturday, it's tough to confirm they have received several reports informing them of a number of incidents that took place both inside and outside the stadium and received several reports of an individual who directed racist, abused and opposition player, as well as several supporters who threw a number of objects onto the field of play above the away dugout. These incidents have been reported to the FA as they were picked up on the match officials' report. So that was a statement from Telford. The O's followed this up shortly after with their own statement, saying they fully supported Telford United and the relevant authorities with the investigation into these incidents, and later confirmed that the O's fan, who was taken ill in that match, was okay. So it sounds like that was a pretty uh, unsavoury incident. Yeah, I think what I
1: understand is that Wolves tend to frequent the Wolves wrong tend to frequent Telford oh, okay. if Wolves are away they'll go to Telford and kick off uh, at Telford um, Telford don't like that um, so they'll have to do something about it Yeah, uh, and that fan that was taken it originally was thought that they were attacked and um, there's a lot of uh, misinformation flying around there so glad that that person <coughs> excuse me is okay now yeah. so, but later on in the day then the club put out the following update regarding the Youth Academy uh, following meetings with the Football League we can confirm that if we regain our Football League status at the end of this season We will continue to run our Category 3 academy. In the event the club does not regain their football league status this season, the club will lose the right to run an academy as we will have been outside the EFL for more than two seasons and we will no longer be able to partake in the games, programme or register players. The club has a proud history in developing youth players and the club are committed to continuing to develop young players and the intention will be to create a bespoke college programme aimed for 16 to 18 year olds. Further details will be provided once the league status of the club is known for, for next season. I thought that was a decent update, to be fair. But again, another, mm. to be expected, another factor,
0: all depending on promotion. So it doesn't really say much that we do, wouldn't have already guessed, like, Yeah, I to I be agree. fair. It's I just agree. putting it in writing, really. Yeah, and kind of, that will lay the questioning now until the end of the season, until yeah. we know where we are. Until we know where we are. Yeah. Or staying. So we all hope... That we do go up. And so that led on to Tuesday the 26th of March. And we say a big
1: happy 34th birthday to Alex Lawless. A happy birthday big out. Yeah, and then tickets for our FA Trophy final at Wembley Stadium went on sale at 10am on that Tuesday morning. And it seems the FA website couldn't cope, uh, which led to lots of frustrated fans venting on social media. And with the club tweeting in the afternoon that we'd sold over 5,000 tickets and our allocation had been extended. I know it's...
0: For the most part, quite a small trophy, but the FA surely must have known we'd take more than five thousand. So the whole point of an initial allocation of five thousand is just ridiculous, really. They should have given us more at that point, or had a better website. Because what did they expect?
1: Yeah, were well, they used to selling out ninety thousand seats? So how did they cope with that? No you idea. know, for for Indian yeah, yeah. games, like it's popular again now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, how does it cope in that situation? Well, anyway, no idea. problem.
0: So, let's move on into the main event that evening. And we had AFC foul at home in the National League. And we're just going to round this one up briefly, uh, as we missed last week. So, the team was announced Dean Brill in goal, uh, the back five of Jamie Turley, Marmonek Potetta, Josh Coulson, Danny Happy, and Joe Wooderson. midfielder Jamie McEnough, Craig Clayton, James Brophy, uh, and up top Josh Coroma and McCauley Bong with Sergeant Gorman. Dayton Simpson and Allaby on the bench.
1: Yeah, so the eagle-eyed uh, of you will note that there was one change for us uh, from the previous lineup against Telford. James Brophy replaced Matt Harold, and James Dayton and Jay Simpson come back uh, and take a seat on the bench. Yeah, I thought it was a decent team. Happy yeah, that
0: lineup. You could argue uh, that it could be the strongest eleven to play in the current preferred formation, and also good options on the bench with Simpson, Allaby,
1: Gorman. Game changing, yeah. You might argue, certainly with Dayton and Simpson uh, for that. We had a few tweets that came in. Johnny Eppers uh, tweeted us, uh, "Thanks for for uh, for getting in touch, uh, John. Um Love the positivity. Lack of a defender on the bench. So hopefully Ling is a three weeks rather than four. And I wonder if Bon is carrying a knock. Hence both Alabi and Simo." Uh, on the bench, I'd say that's probably more game changing tactical yeah. than anything else. Yeah,
0: good point. Yeah, Stephen Orient says, No defender, his birthday boy lawless injured, as he should be on the bench to help if their defensive change is needed. So, that's a good point. Good point. So, the match kicked off a busy and buzzing Brisbane Road with the yeah. O's fans in good voice against their FA Trophy final opponents. Obviously, both teams yeah. making it through on the a previous bit of a dress Saturday. rehearsal.
1: Yeah. Really. Hopefully this uh, scoreline is just by off for Wembley Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Um and I, I quite like the fact that we're singing We're going to Wembley and they joined in as well. Nice. <laughs> it was pretty cool. <laughs> um so that yeah, so fast fast forward then um to the sixteenth minute and Joby McInnaff swung a corner in. Marvin Ekpateta rose the highest, but he beat his man at the far post and his header takes a deflection and goes into the back of the net, and, we, and, were, and I'm sorry if that I've read that out and sound really underwhelmed by that, um, but I am, um, I'm quite bunged up, as you could probably tell, so um, 16 minutes on the clock, and Marv's risen highest at the back and, and put us ahead, and I thought, oh, we're, we're on for a real pummeling here, because actually, foul came and actually played football. They did, yeah. They're actually decent football inside, and we play better against those sides because we can find those gaps that the Halifaxes, for example, don't leave. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was cool. I thought we did very well, Marv, as well. And I think we were all a bit nervy and I think that helped settle quite a few nerves. Yeah, good, great delivery from Joby. Yes. And Marv on beats.
0: His man for his sixth goal of the season. And like we said, the place was already buzzing because of
1: Wembley. And an early goal just made everyone... Settle down a bit yeah, and calm down, yeah. It probably wouldn't have done them many favours, but for us, certainly. Yeah, absolutely. And with 23 minutes
0: on the clock, the O's have a chance to double their lead. as We were awarded a penalty as Brophy was too fast for the outstretched leg of a foul defender. Goes down in the box and the referee had no hesitation in pointing to the spots at upstep McCauley Bond. And he buried the ball into the bottom left corner as the keeper went the right way. Couldn't get there. 2 0 to the O's and Mr Levy recorded a beautiful video, that penalty, yep.
1: which is on our social media accounts. And 2 0 up within twenty three minutes in Dreamland, really. Yeah, it's a great start. Absolutely great start. And although the keeper guessed the right way, that was a good penalty. Uh, and yeah, two nil up, two minutes got a uh, twenty minutes got twenty odd minutes gone, you're thinking this is far from over, there's more in this. Good penalty, very confidently taken. Yeah.
0: And we were looking good, we were passing it around, moving the ball nicely, good atmosphere, everyone wanting the ball, good
1: movement. Craig Clay was bossing it a lot. Yeah, really good, really good performance from Craig Clay. Further pressure being applied by us in the following few minutes, but nothing that actually came to anything. No, and in the
0: 36th minute, James Turley, he was having a great game on the right hand yeah. side of defence. Uh, pulled up following some great defending, and he had to come off for James Dayton. And I thought Turley was really showing how great and, why uh, and what a baby asset he could be yeah. playing on the right hand
1: side as well. Was. In the middle, so that was a bit of a negative and a dampener on the evening. Yeah, it was a shame, and he clearly pulled up uh, on that. And uh, the four minutes of time added on, uh, Danny Rowe uh, lashed an effort wide of Dean Brill's goal. And I know we're doing a round up here and we've skipped quite a bit out, um, but actually, Danny Rowe barely had a touch, barely had a shot, um, and he's the, the league's leading marksman, so I think it just shows you how good we were marshalling him and restricting the, the the feed of options for him uh, from their wide men I think that's probably the benefit of having those three centre backs as soon as he had it mm.
0: there was two or three on him and he, could, he had nowhere to go so he ended up either going for a goal where he, he were not going to score from distance or he was having to go backwards and distribute the ball elsewhere mm. so I think that we were defending really well um, so we were really good so like you said, Fylde ended the half strongly, but the ref brings half to an end and went in at the break with a two-goal lead. Fairly comfortable, yeah. I would say. I don't remember Dean having to make many, many saves at all. And I thought we were good value. And we were clinical in the early stages. And if you're clinical in the early stages and defend well, then you're going to be in a good position. And two and a yeah. half time,
1: bossing it. Yeah, we were good value for that, I would say. Uh, yeah, I'd say. I'd agree. 4,696 people braved that Tuesday night with 74 uh, from Filed. So fair effort from them. Um, second half kicked off, Favre made two changes, we came out unchanged. Yeah, 50th minute, J.K. wins the free kick as he goes down under France's angles challenge. Yeah, and I felt that the Favre players have been very physical with Josh. They've obviously done their homework on him. Didn't think the referee gave him enough protection um, and he did well to win that free kick. Yeah, he did. He did. He was
0: only newly back from injury, yes. looking confident, wanting the ball. As J.K. often does, so skip yeah. through to the hour mark and fired went close as Lewis Waters has a near post effort which was well pushed uh, behind by Dean. I got to say, Brill was having a good game. wasn't having to do much, but when he was being called into action, he was doing well. Obviously,
1: not concentrating, keeping his focus. Yeah. So we can do as a keeper when the game's quiet. Yeah. A minute later, second orient is Josh Coroma is then replaced by James Allaby. And I was hoping at the time it's a precautionary move and not another one to add to the injury list, as you just said, as having come back. So maybe that was just to, to manage his game time. Yeah, I think so.
0: Give him an hour and then get Allaby some game time. who's not really been in yeah. plans for the last couple of months. So give him half hour and not much to talk about for the next 10 minutes as he owes... Looked comfortable. It was very comfortable, wasn't it? We sitting there going, I don't I can't see us losing this game or getting yeah. pulled back into it. So it was nice, uh, good atmosphere and the turnstiles, like we've already said, in the South Stand, lots of funny singing. Uh, the yeah. one that came to light was if Halaby scores were on
1: the pitch. Because he, uh, he acknowledged it. He heard it and he turned around and you can just see the biggest smile on the guy's <laughs> face. He actually, like, and he did it on more than one occasion because he gave the thumbs up on the first time we did it. Yeah. And then he was walking across the 18-yard box. Smiling. He just turned and you can just, he's got the biggest beaming smile ever. He's such a nice guy. We so wanted him to, to do something. And he almost did in the 71st <clears throat> minute. Craig Clay, who was having an excellent game.
0: Yeah, I think we kind of skipped over how good Craig was in this game. Boston just to get out. Everywhere. Superb. Yeah, Went on a superb run on the left-hand side of the pitch. Uh, got into a good position, put in a superb cross. Um, Allaby was watching it. Managed to get his head on the ball. But the foul keeper made a good save. And had Allaby scored,
1: you may have seen one or two on the pitch, maybe. But wasn't to so be a good save by the keeper. Just wanted something to go his way. Yeah. Just wanted something to go his way. Really nice guy and really wanted that to go in. Um, anyway, moving forwards then, on the 77th minute, Fard won a free kick, but Craig Clay wasn't keen to let them have the ball straight away and was shoved over by a foul player and he reacted quite badly to that and then most of the file team piled in, as did some fellow O's players and Clay Tunnicliffe and Bradley were all booked for that melee. Um, bit unnecessary, I think Clay overreacted a bit. No need for all the file players to pile in. A bit of an unnecessary handbags, really there. Probably agree out. Took the gloss of that. Game done, 2 0. Mm. Don't really need to be getting a pick booking no. for no
0: reason. Pretty much done. 84th minute, Danny Rose still <clears> looking for <throat> his go. Done well, to be fair to him. Twisted, turned for what seemed like an eternity. Got his shot yeah. away, but the shot
1: went wide. Yes, it did. And then pretty sure that actually that was a corner, but the ref gave a goal kick. Really? So not really complaining. Considering Rose a league's leading scorer, again, talking about the 84th minute, barely looked a danger that his reputation suggests that he is I think um, that's more credit to
0: the three guys in the I'm middle of Coulson Happy and Marv completely shadowing him <clears throat> out of the game and hopefully that's what we see a repeat of yeah. at Wembley yeah. uh, in the FA Trophy final so five minutes of time added on and in the 94th minute James Brophy was replaced by Dale Gorman and in the 96th minute Horton had an effort uh, which was dipping into the top corner. and Dean Brule had to make an excellent save. It's a good to see Brule yeah. protecting that clean sheet to keep the gloss onto that
1: performance. What well, was a very, very good save It there. was a very good save. Very good save. Kept a clean sheet really nicely by making that save, actually. Yeah. And the referee, I thought he'd done well for that game, actually. He'd refed it pretty he fairly. Just, he just let it flow. Yeah, <laughs> just let it flow, as all good refs should do. He blew the final whistle and brought an entertaining game to an end as we picked up another three points, and we're top of the league. Still, yeah, I won't sing that, but that's
0: what I've written down. (laughs) So, Justin Eder, I spoke to Dave Victor after the game, and Justin said it was an excellent first-half performance. We had to be at our best against a free scoring side. We have a great bunch, and I'm delighted with this win. We always look at threat from set-pieces, and it's something we pride ourselves on. To a manager say we always look at threat from set-pieces, something I still can't get my head around. After years of not looking yeah. like a threat from a set Priest's. So it was great. Justin explained that the system enables his best players to get into the team. And Justin said, You will not find three better centre halves. And he finished the interview by saying, Well, by looking ahead to Barnet and saying, It's another tough game coming up. Barnet are in good form.
1: A lot of good players, and we will have to be
0: at our best yet again.
1: Yeah, so that win meant that we stayed top of the National League, having now played 38 games, 122 of those. Drawn 10, lost 6, accumulated 76 points in that process with a positive goal difference of 35. In the National League, um, fixtures elsewhere. Second place, Solihull Moors drew 2 all away at Boreham Wood, meaning we are two points clear in first with two games in hand to play. And for me, I thought that was a great game of football. Um, How refreshing to see a team come and actually play football rather than the usual negative tactics that we tend to see with People playing their cup final uh, on our pitch. Yeah. Credit to Far though, um, they gave us a good game, but they hadn't anticipated how good Craig Clay would be on the night, and rightly so. He was the sponsors' man of the match, and I think for me that was the best I've ever seen him play for us. Definitely for one of his me. best performances in a late night show. That that final. said, I thought all the players were immense that night. Uh, Bill's um, Brill's performance um, performances have been criticised recently, but tonight. Uh, that night sorry he'd only had two saves to make and he did very very well with them great atmosphere South Stand was yeah, buzzing it was really noisy um, and you could hear the other stand singing as well and now that's eight back to back wins and onwards to Barnet now people um, I saw on social media piece, people starting to work out the different permutations of what is needed to go up many saying five wins should be enough others saying six but as we sit here tonight recording the high effects it's all a load of nonsense so don't don't waste your time your breath all your energy trying to do that. Hindsight is a wonderful thing. It's amazing, especially, well, especially when you've got ten days to. Yeah, can't kind of think th- about Lovins. it. Yeah,
0: very composed, very professional, yeah. a very top of the league performance. We made a good forward side look very ordinary. Yeah, looked great that evening. Ticking in the first half, some of the passing and movement spot on. Really? You can see how confident the team were. Yeah, uh, Marvin kept up the late trend of defenders scoring.
1: Took his goal well. I think that was his sixth of the season. Um, sorry just to cut in on that point isn't it interesting how our two centre backs seem to be scoring all our goals and our two centre <laughs> forwards can't score a goal for Toffee?
0: absolutely I think that's going to come up again how's that role
1: later. how's that happened in the
0: podcast no idea I mean I guess it doesn't matter who's scoring as long as you're winning and goals are going in but True. very very odd <clears throat> um, got to say Maka on that evening took his penalty very well did very yeah. confidently uh, and I thought we handled Danny Rowe very well uh, Craig Clay here, there, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, man of the match performance. And like I said, probably his best 90 minutes for the O's. The crowd was lively, all backing the team, which is great to see. And lots of smiling faces. Everyone looking forward to Wembley. Uh, thanks to Adam for the half-time pint. Yeah, I've got about that. Thanks, Adam, for the half-time pint. It was good to bump into fellow birthday boy Tim. So Tim, happy birthday. And it was nice to get oiled in the South Standby from whoever oyoid me. So I didn't <laughs> know who it was. So thank you, whoever that was. Eight wins on the spin. At this point, I said I think four wins out of the remaining eight league games might even be enough as we look to get back into the football league. But hindsight is a wonderful thing, my friend.
1: (laughs) So Matt Porter underscore LOFC tweeted, another big box tick tonight. The injuries and suspensions are showing the value of our strength in depth too. This isn't down to 11 men, it's down to 20. And I think they'll all have an impact between now and the rest of the season. Keep the support up. We're getting closer. that's ja, a great tweet. Yeah,
0: good tweet there. James Allaby also went on social media. said a great win tonight. Boys on fire. Massive shout out to the fans. Mm. Showing me love. Onto the weekend now. Hashtag LOFC.
1: It's good to see that. Absolutely. Um, so we got a huge amount of feedback after this match as we do all matches. So thank you to everybody who sent their views to our social media accounts. And again, we try and read out as many as we can. But just because we read them doesn't necessarily mean that we uh, agree with them. Uh, first up then at Boats he said massive massive win I love you LOFC great to win 8 in a row 2 games in hand 2 point gap to Solihull top of the league big game Saturday at Barnet. yeah absolutely Mm. XFX
0: TTSX said 8th win in a row still top of the league this team is the one that's going to
1: do it well deserved Samuel LOFC97 said most professional performance of the season looked in control from the off 8 more to go can we start to dream? No, you can't not yet. <laughs> Good points so about professional. Yeah, I definitely yeah. think that was Dodger.
0: Four, four, five. So there's another three points in the bag. Another step closer to league football. Another step closer to the title. Solly Hall <clears throat> dropping two <throat> points. And we have two games in hand.
1: Geez, it's going to happen, isn't it? Jagsy, 1979. <laughs> I'm not pondering on that. Massive result, especially as Solihull drop points and a win against our FA Trophy final opponents. It's all getting a bit real now. I don't think anyone lower than 10th can catch us now. I think it's only another win or two before the playoffs are guaranteed as a minimum.
0: Yeah, Paul underscore LT2P says, I thought up to Turley going off, we were excellent. I felt sorry for Brophy, as he's no right back. But also he was good behind the strikers. But who cares? We won. I thought Joe and Clay were immense, and I think they probably are two yeah. best players on the pitch. That I, evening.
1: I think he makes a good point there that I guess it doesn't really matter at this stage of the season how we win and who's scoring goals. Just the fact that we're getting three points. Absolutely, you know, take, an own, take three own goals and win three nil I mean, in a so, game. You know, yeah. so that's a fair point. Lee Gibbs once so a fantastic performance tonight from everyone. Never looked in doubt. Turley was immense and noticed. Uh, and, and that was noticed when he went off but Craig Clay was a different class yet again hashtag top of the league yeah Orient found
0: 3 4 five, just consummate professionals each and every person in the team played their part
1: I'm so proud to be an O's fan Billy Herring 03 said on a serious note how many hamstring injuries have we had this season? Karoma, Judd, Turley, Coulson, Simpson just off the top of my head we're definitely doing something wrong in either training or the warm-up. Yeah, I'd said that to you, I think. Yeah, I think we've mentioned that before on the podcast, <clears> but another good tweet highlighting that as well. Yeah, how are we getting so many hamstring injuries? No idea.
0: It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, good point. Rayleigh <clears> Dave <throat> says, Every player around there sucks sort off sort of pressing hard pitch and not allowing a good side to get near our goal. Clay was everywhere, as was Bon, particularly when he dropped deep and when Allaby came on. Happy had Roe in his pocket. He
1: has a huge future and I hoped early gets back soon great point final word of this game goes to the Leighton Orient SLO said every Leighton Orient FC player came out fighting and didn't give in tonight credit to them all the fans and as always the management team we win together and with this m- mentality we can dare to dream hashtag come on you O's, hashtag dare to dream top of the league case or hashtag win yeah. a lot of hashtags there absolutely so
0: prediction league there for that match well done to at strop underscore O at whitey 1997 Lofc Really, QB9, Ben Ori 97 who predicted two nil, so they all got three points. But a huge, well done to Les, LK52, al Alp 5399 and Arthur Pavet, who predicted two nil, and one of the correct scorers are so getting four points. And there'll be a full prediction league table roundup
1: at the end of the podcast. But that is AFC Filed at home done the first of four matches. So Blimey. on we. <coughs> Go, let's crack on. Tuesday, the tw- sorry, to Huey Wednesday, the 27th of March. Happy birthday to Orient super fan Lottie Gatwood. Um, fans would have seen her feature in the Dream Team documentary series as she attends home games and quite a few away, by all accounts. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, she uh, is an octogenarian, as far as I'm aware. I don't know her exact age, and I don't think it's fair to say wow. what it is. But, yeah, I think she's in her 80s, I think. And okay. she goes to um, quite if I saw her at Barnet. Uh, as well, so yeah. um, she's an absolute awesome human being. Absolutely. So happy birthday to Lottie! Yeah. Happy I birthday. don't think she would listen, but maybe some of her family might. But. Yeah.
0: So, the club tweeted yeah on the day as well that they had already sold one thousand one hundred season tickets for the upcoming season mm. as part of the early bird offer. So incredible work, their yeah, fan base. So engaged, yeah, buying season tickets. And there's a few more
1: season ticket updates to come later in the pod. Yeah, and in the only National League game of the evening, Salford beat Harrogate Town 1-0 to move into third place to move them on to 73 points. Three points behind us, but, who have, but we've got two games in hand. so yeah, at that point. Dangerous game, though.
0: Yeah, so Thursday, the 28th of March. It was a quiet day at the club. No news to report as low of those fans were still buying the Wembley
1: tickets and looking forward to the upcoming derby Yeah, against Barnett. Absolutely. And then Mooney Friday, the 29th of March. Happy 30th birthday to Mr. Consistent, Mr. Joe Widdison. Yeah, we should have called this the birthday episode, actually. There's
0: loads of birthdays. A few birthdays, so birthdays so isn't there? There's a few more to come as well. So
1: where are we? March? What, that would have been June? Some, some <laughs> of <the> exceptions.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. The club tweeted an update. On the sale of tickets for the FA Trophy
1: game, and at this point, had sold over twelve and a half thousand tickets. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, we will sell much more than that, and and I'm saying that at the time is what I made a note. Yeah, we'll yeah. sell more than twelve. We took twenty-seven thousand, I think, to or twenty-four thousand to the playoffs. So if we'll get we'll get late teens on this, I think. Hopefully, we don't have to go back to
0: Wembley in the playoffs. Hopefully, yeah. I guess more on that later. Hopefully, just playoffs.
1: one trip to Wembley this season.
0: Whoever thought would be saying that, only, only once. Once, so, I only want to go Wembley one. So also no, on the Friday, the club announced that Ross Satori had extended his loan at National League Southampton and Richmond Borough until the end of the season, alongside his O's and Cyprus under nineteen teammate Hector Gibriano who had also joined the club on a work experience loan. So we wish Raw and Hector both the best of luck at that club. And again, that can Absolutely. only be good experience for those young lads playing in the division below.
1: Yeah, um, So well done there to those young men. Yep, yeah, it's only one step below where we are now. Yeah. So then Saturday the 30th of March, then the main event of the day was Barnet away in the National League, local trip uh, in many regards. Team lined up with Brill, Lawless, Happy, Corson, Eck, and Widdowson, Clay, Brophy, McEnough and Bond and Karoma up top with substitutes Sergeant Lee, Dayton, Allaby and Simpson. Yep, yeah, so it's one change from the fold, starting line-up
0: as Alex Lawless comes in replacing Jamie Turley who misses out with a hamstring injury. So for me, strong team, and one I'm confident can get a result, and I'm hoping Lawless has a good game. It's been a while yeah. since we've seen him on the team sheet, and not even in as a sub, straight in. But obviously, you've normally got Ling, you've normally got Judd, you've normally got Turley, yeah, so he's right actually been pushed in, just because mm-hmm. of the unlucky amount of injuries. But a good opportunity for Lawless to stake a first-team place, and to
1: get him fit. Yeah, absolutely agree with you. And I think Jerem... Uh, at, at Jerem Norman uh, said we were going to miss Turley today yeah. I think that's probably right he's a good significant player but I'm, I was hoping at the time that obviously Lawless would step in and do the do yeah absolutely we've got another tweet from at Graham
0: 1974 75 which is the best choice Alex has played there before can do a good job but will prove a point so yeah. the match kicked off and Mr Levy was there with the hoses oh, was... looking to extend the lead at the top of the National, National League against an in Barnet team in front of a packed away end. So lots of O's fans there again. Yeah,
1: packed out the away end. Uh, I think it holds just shy of 2,000. I think yeah. we filled it out. There wasn't a seat around that I could see. Lots of familiar faces there. Um, I think we actually filled out half the ground for them that day. Um, first five minutes were quite scrappy, uh, I thought, and Josh cromer got brought down in the box by Sweeney, but the ref waved uh, away any uh, penalty claims from us. And for me, it looked like a definite penalty. Um, he'd waved away Barnet shout earlier as causing the book their man down in the box, but having seen it back now it's not really a penalty, it's just fallen over their man. It looked like a penalty when I saw it on TV, but then their
0: man goes down very early and Josh Stumbles runs over the top him, of him, yeah. which is probably what I wasn't given. But yeah, I've seen him given before, but in the sixteenth minute Dean Brill produces a great save from Tarpey to deny Barnet a goal despite their man being offside. And then Brillo again was at it in the 17th minute as a smart through ball was played behind the O's and Fonga got clear and was a 1-3-1 in the box. But Dean Brill to the rescue again. Stood up strong, made
1: himself big, safe with his legs done very well. Yeah, well played, Dean Brill. Happy in particular, but the team in general really hadn't settled in, and to be to be left wrong footed and to allow Fonguk to, to get in was poor on yeah. our part that was some pretty poor defending I thought Mackenough um, helped Happy out in the 19th minute and then roared at the team to come on so Mackenough helped to mop up a mistake that Happy had made and then was like come on like pull yourself and sort like, it out doing the leadership as bit. the captain should yeah absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, because we just weren't at it so
0: yeah well played Job's 27th yeah. minute and we almost snatched the lead as a Joby Mackenoff corner went to the far post where goal scoring big four headed hero Josh Coulson was lurking his header was going again it was looping into the net but was cleared off the line and pff, it almost speaking about another Coulson goal there but their man always had it covered he was so unlucky there but in the 29th minute Paul you made a point by saying Barnet have been getting at us and putting us under pressure yeah. and luckily we've dealt with them fairly well but a completely different team performance yeah. to Tuesday night 100% so
1: 100% different 100% different you know we were completely in control on Tuesday night by comparison to today yeah, uh, well, to, to, to the Barnet game uh, we had another chance in the 31st minute Joe um, had a, headed a good chance wide at the far post following some good build up play down our right he should have scored that, really. There was no pressure. He was under no real pressure. He was running onto the ball. That should have at least made the keeper work. If you Great to delivery
0: score. from Lawless. 100%. I and Rudderson's come onto it so fast. And I, th- I think that was very close. That would have been a great goal. Yeah. A great team goal, but just wide. Wasn't meant to be. And in the 33rd yeah. minute, a huge let-off as Danny Happy was caught out by a through pass. The ball deflected out to Tarp. He was running onto it from 15 yards. And you're thinking he's going to put this away, but yeah. he smashed his shot well into the stand i got to say, Barnett's finishing been very poor. poor really not working poor. the keeper. Enough against a better quality of team, like against a
1: Salford or a bro's probably picking out one of those chances yeah. from the back of his net. 100%. This one. 100%. Two minutes of added time are played. as Joby Mackennaught of- Is fouled about 20 yards out. Skipper took the free kick. It beat the wall, but Cousins saved it, and the half time whistle went soon after. And we go in at 0 0. Yeah, so a few tweets coming
0: into Orient Outlook Podcast Towers at half time. Kid Sampson, I tweeted in, so would have taken 0 0 before the game, regardless of results elsewhere. Now I'd snap your arm off for it. Slightly better last 10 from us, but that's a sloppy in possession and defensively frail as we've been all season. The team looked knackered, to be honest. I think
1: they overexerted on Tuesday night and it looked like we were paying the price of it on Saturday, to be honest with you. Eastside Orient tweeted in saying, Lawless at right-back is unsettling the defence with Ek Pateta being pulled out to the right, leaving gaps in the middle. Hopefully Justin will sort it out at half-time. Right, Okay. So the attendance was announced at 3,648.
0: So a very busy hive. Yeah, I don't normally get that many there. With one thousand eight hundred and eleven, we were fifty percent of the crowd. Fans, superb, superb attendance. I don't know how all these people go week in, week out. It am- consistently amazes me. Yeah, so well down to the eighteen hundred and ten, and to you, Mister Levy. For thank you, that thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs>
1: uh, one change at halftime for Orient as Charlie Lee replaced Joby McAnuff, who was limping uh, with an ice pack as he took his seat in the dugout as he came out after halftime. Yeah. We'll come on to James a bit later. 56 minutes, second change for the O's
0: as Jay Simpson came on to replace Josh Caroma.
1: Yeah, Charlie Lee long thrown in the 59th minute caused panic for Barnett. The ball fell to Simpson. He just couldn't get the ball uh, and Barnett managed to clear it in the end. And this was followed up uh, as James Brophy then tried a curling effort but ended up blazing that one over. Yeah, the following 10 minutes in this one, not much to talk about as the O's fans were in good
0: voice trying to get the team going. And this 76 minute, another chance for Barnett. Brophy was caught out Sammy Liso in behind him, charging at goal. But again, Brill making himself big, not giving the striker much of an angle to work with from close range and a good position. Liso
1: shot wide. Yeah, they were really lucky there. Um, they sh- they they should really be ahead, and we still haven't got into this game. We're seventy six minutes in, and we still don't look like we've settled into this game. And I think Coulson did enough to put him off.
0: Yeah, good I mean, yeah. shot there. Would um.
1: 79 minutes then final sub as uh, for, for Orient as James Dayton replaced Alex Lawless so I think Lawless done pretty well for 80 minutes, 80 minutes first game yeah. in a
0: while and he's not been caught out and putting good uh, distribution into the box 82nd yeah. minute superb run <laughs> from James Brophy sees him shoot and he smashed one over this is what we need to see more from James Brophy ball his feet running at a defence being hard to tackle mm. good positions Done well, disappointing shot, but that's what we need to see more from Yeah, from Mr Brophy, I think.
1: Yep, five minutes of time added on, and in the second of those five, James Dayton nips the ball ahead of the defender, goes down in the box, but the ref booked him for diving. I thought at the time that was an absolute penalty. The thing for me, unfortunately, I've noticed about James Brophy, is that part of his game is to go down to Day- try and win. Dayton. Oh, sorry, Dayton, I beg your pardon, I meant Brophy. Scrap uh, that, move on. I thought that was a penalty, that one. I, he just
0: nips in quicker than their defender, who's got his leg out, goes down. Maybe he goes down too emphatically. I still think it was a penalty. I think we're very unlucky. Yeah. That would have been harsh
1: on Barnet, though. But that's the That's that's where you're at. It's fine margins. Those are know. the
0: breaks, aren't they? Yeah. Those are the breaks. So the ref allows play to go on, and then Craig Clay's foul, but then gave a free kick to Barnet um, for the same foul which was then tipped over by Dean Brill. And
1: in the final minute, we had a late chance and a bit of drama as Char- a Charlie Lee long throw is headed on by Dan Happy. Josh Coulson gets a touch uh, on the ball, which then ended up going in the net. We're all going absolutely crazy, but, and then the flag goes up for offside. And the flag was already up for offside, which, uh, and having seen it back, it, it was offside. Yeah, unfortunately,
0: it was offside. Yeah. A few people were saying Corson could have left the ball, but in real time, time, there's no way you could go, go out of the way or even know where that ball's going. He's just trying to get a deflection on it, which he does, and the yeah. ball goes into the net. So, yeah. annoyingly disallowed, and the referee brings the game to a close, and the O's gain a world battle point against a determined Barnett team as this London Derby ends. With the points shared as the O's winning one comes to an end. So after the match, Justin Edinburgh said, any point that you gain is a valuable one. Certainly away from home and against a team that's in form. So we're not disappointed. We're very pleased with the point we've got. Teams aren't going to just roll over and let us get wins after wins. This team are in good form. And of course, a lot of teams have got to play between now and in the end of the season, some problems. We had to see out storm. And I thought we did that being a lot better in the second half.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. League table then, so that draw meant that we're still top of the league. We've now played thirty nine, one twenty two, drawn eleven, lost six with seventy seven points and a plus thirty five goal difference. Yeah, today. so the game's Doing now
0: well ticking by and also at the top of the National League, Solihull scored at the well, at the death basically. They got a late goal, they snatched a point as they drew two at home to Dover. But due to more late goals, Salford, uh, who scored two late ones, they were one down with eighty seven to pl- they played. scored like
1: 87 and 90 or something,
0: didn't they? They scored in the 94th. They ended up beating Bromley 2-1. They moved into second, just one point behind the O's but having played two games more. Well, Solihull, now two points behind us, also having played two games more. So getting very, very tight. Wrexham lost four, two away Ebbsfleet, now five points behind us, having played two games more. And Fold in fifth place, played the same amount of games, but a 9 points partner. So at this point I'm thinking it's just Salford and Solihull now to watch. I don't think Wrexham are going to win it. I agree. And I don't think Fylde are going to win it. Right. I think it's Their playoff now Orient, Salford, Solihull yeah. at this point. Yeah, but obviously SOS.
1: No on the table. S-O-S. Yeah. Yeah. Coming up, yeah. So from my point of view, a very different game to the one we saw against Fylde. Credit to Barnet, who are actually try- another team that actually yeah. tried to play football. But we just never really got going. Uh, Dean Brill earned us this point with a couple of very good saves today and showed once again that you cannot rely on the officials to give you what you're owed from a game. Two penalty shouts, no booking for simulation either, and a goal judged to have been offside, uh, which as it turned out is correct. And I yeah. think that would have been unfair on Barnett, who created a fair few chances of their own, uh, but they just weren't clinical enough. Strong travelling support. Um, yesterday but we weren't really in fi- fine voice like Tuesday night's game uh, which is a shame and it's concerning that Joby has had to come off injured another one to add to the very long injury list and because results around us were quite favourable we are still top with a game in hand
0: yeah so my views on this one sounds like we got
1: away with this one a bit could yeah. have been
0: a goal well several goals down at half time but lucky to come away with a point got to say well played Brillo again by all counts made some great saves to keep his 21st clean sheet of the season that's an amazing stat to have 21 clean sheets so far uh, but when you don't play well, though, it's important you don't lose. And we didn't, Correct. so it could be a vital point. Good point. Hope Joby's okay. We know what a vital player Joby is, yeah. what an influence he is, and what an influence he's on the pitch. Uh, but I've got to say, again, travelling numbers this season, amazing. It's a you know winning run is over, but nine unbeaten as we go into another tough week. Just seven games left at this point. Still on our hands, and all the other teams would love to be in our position, number one. So. Yeah.
1: You know, not the best result, but not not bad in the scheme of things. In the grand scheme, absolutely. So those were our views, your views. East underscore 10 said, tougher game than the table would suggest. And they had a few chances in that first half. With that said, could have snatched it in the second half. Yeah, good point.
0: Magic underscore Johns. Just thought about going forward. We were non-existent. I think Allaby should have come on to put himself about. And I think if Coulson leaves the header, it goes in. But bloody Salford... Still else
1: to lose, though, and on to Tuesday. Rob MCC68 said, was our man of the match by a mile. Scrappy result, but respect the point, away from home. Yeah, absolutely. It's Sue underscore
0: Manx, says, Cup run has taken its toll, and we look weary. If it wasn't for Dino's pads,
1: we would have been down and out. Lucky point, in my opinion. APK underscore music review said, Salford's late winner has put extra pressure on those games in hand now. I fancy them to pounce upon any slip-ups on our behalf, as they just don't seem... Sorry, as they just seem to keep winning, he's hoping we don't oblige.
0: Yeah, Orion Fan TV would have taken a point before the game. However, in the first half, we could have been two off three down if it wasn't for the excellent Brill. Still top of the table by a point. No, we thought we won it at the end, as did many others. Win our home games,
1: pick up points away, and we'll be fine. Ox Ooch uh, said thought Barnet were great like Aldershot were a couple of weeks ago. Just shows that predicting results is impossible now but certain everyone would swap places with us if they could. Yeah, absolutely. fan Basing says
0: I think on a positive note six possible who can win the league becomes four which now becomes three and looks like it will be two. The chances of winning it are now increasing. Good point
1: there. Yeah, LFC. Chaz said, Dean Brew is Edinburgh's best decision, single-handedly keeping us in games. Saved some of our players' mistakes today on more than one occasion. A lot of people were under par today. Some more than others, but on the whole, not good enough and lucky not to lose. Yeah, another good tweet. El yeah. Castanato says, the draw was definitely fair. Looks short on ideas without Joby.
0: Macca and Josh need to work harder without the ball. Defence saved our blushes today and three points at Bromley. It's a good point about Maka and Josh needing to work hard at the beginning of the season chasing everything and obviously it was a long season so that Maka through the of the season chasing everything might be fine to get a little harder now just because he's absolutely knackered. Mm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Just going back to LFC Chaz's point we're lucky not to lose but we're lucky unlucky not to win either and that, that, that could be the same for both sides. But yep, Sim Oriental said a very lucky point and thanks to Brill for keeping it nil-nil at the break. Too many players weren't quite at it today and got away with a point. The goal we did score could see nothing wrong with it at all. That said, a point gained. Must say, poor officials yet again. But onwards we go. Yeah, James D
0: 11 A point gained against a strong, in side away from home. Two games in hand. Not our finest performance, but on to Bromley. We are slowly creeping over the finish line.
1: Yeah, Gould Howard said Barnett set up to nullify our formation and play in the gaps, but still a point gained with a below par performance. Regroup for Tuesday and give 100% is all we can do. Still in our hands with seven to go. Hashtag keep the faith. And Howard was sat a few rows behind me. Always a pleasure. Yeah, always. Final word then goes to Astiggy64.
0: He is Not at the races today. Second best all over the pitch, but we got a point. We're a point clear. Two games in hand and a superior goal difference. What's not to be happy
1: about? Yeah, and that rounds up that, um, except for the Prediction League update. So, well done to underscore Bloera, Alan Reeves 2, Julian Cabio 03, who predicted uh, the correct score of 0-0, and you get three points. Obviously, there's no scorers in that game, um, so no points to award there. But don't forget, we'll have a full Prediction League table update uh, at the end of this podcast. So, That's that right. is yeah. Barnet done. Absolutely. So, Sunday, the
0: 31st of March, Alex Lawless, was named on the bench in the National League's official team
1: of the weekend. So, why don't Mr. Lawless? Yep, Monday the 1st of April, then happy birthday to Leighton Orient SLO and all round superperson Karen Harrison. Another birthday. Hope you had a good day. Absolutely. And the club announced that 14,213 tickets
0: have been sold for our trip to Wembley Stadium. And at the kickoff time, as expected for the FA Trophy final, is going to be 4 15. On Sunday the 21st. I mean, a bit of a random time. Obviously I get why they do it. But that kicks off at four fifteen. Because the we'll first see you one's at 12.15 isn't yeah. it probably?
1: A long it's day. The first game. Yeah. A long day. We'll so see like you some all. people were saying. like, are you are going to go and watch Kevin Isby's team play at 12.15? I was like no. Because it means that you, you, you know, you're leaving the house at 10 in the morning. To get to Wembley in time. You're then six hours in Wembley Stadium. And you're getting out and getting home at like 9, 10 o'clock anyway. So
0: it's a nice depending, idea, depending yeah. on the outcome. So it's a nice idea to see Super Kev. Uh, it'll be a long day. I'm sure we'll all be in the Green Man Pub if that's the pub we get. Yes, allocated. well yes. before I look forward to seeing
1: all of you there alongside us. And Absolutely. if you haven't already got your tickets, then make sure you go online and get that. Also on that remaining on the first of April in the evening, the club announced its Player of the Month uh, for March nominees: Dean Brill, Craig Clay, Dan Happy. Uh, and Joe Widdison, I think it's a bit of a tough one, that, because I think they've all done pretty well. But for me, I think, and I think you agree with me, is that Dean Brill just edges it a bit.
0: I agree, yeah. So obviously we write down our points when we see the news. And I had Brill just. Yeah. I thought he would have won it. Obviously we'll announce the winner. Obviously he didn't, a bit by what less. just said. <laughs> This is all in the past now, anyways. It Absolutely. Really and to finish off a busy day, the club confirmed the upcoming National League game away to Bromley would be streamed to international viewers... 6.99 so moving on in to Tuesday the 2nd of April and in the morning the club announced over 1800 season tickets have been renewed so far amazing and great numbers the support this club gets is just absolutely spectacular so well done to those 1800 and yeah. I'm pretty
1: sure there's going to be another season ticket update later in the podcast It absolutely is Bromley away then on the Tuesday night Dean Brewing goal. Lawless at Pateta Coulson, Happy, Wooderson uh, with Lee, Clay, Brophy, Simpson and Bond. Substitutes for this game were Sergeant, Dayton, Gorman, Allaby and Karoma. So for this one Justin made
0: two changes from the Barnett game as Charlie Lee comes in for JB McEnough who was rested as a precaution and Jay Simpson replaced Josh Karoma who took his place on
1: the bench. For me, still a strong side, even without Joby. I thought Lee did well when he came on against Barnett on Saturday. Yeah, for um, me,
0: for Joby. good side. I, I was concerned with this one, missing Joby in a game like this. and a game where you know it's going to be physical, you know Bromley are going to be well up for it because yeah. they always are against Dorian. Joby's just a calming influence and a good leader, like we've already mentioned about yeah. Barnet. So I was concerned with not having Joby there, but still a very strong team, good attacking options again on the bench. So Joe yeah. Jessner... Tweeted us by saying, no Joby, no Karoma. Equals Brophy being the creative burden for the entire team playing out of position. So not expecting too many goals this one. So I wasn't there for this one. You had a ticket. You failed your late fitness test. I did. Still kept out by the bug like that, that yeah. uh, had you out for last Sunday. Yeah. So we were following the game. The game got underway on a very busy evening at Bromley. A huge amount of those fans again. So We were looking to extend our lead at the top of the National League. Now two bookings in the first five minutes. Lawrence was booked for the O's and Hackett Fairchild was booked for Bromley when you probably knew it was going to be quite a physical game in the first five minutes yeah, of this one.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think that set the tone for as the rest of explained. the game. Yeah. yeah, 12 minutes on the clock. Then the first real chance of the match went to <laughs> us um, we, as we almost took the lead. The Josh Coulson header from a Brophy corner is cleared off the line. Ball came back into the box. Jay Simpson turned, got his angles wrong, curled a shot wide. Yeah, well, lucky there with Coulson.
0: Good block yeah. on the line, to be fair. Very How, good. How good is Josh doing? Again, yeah. we spoke about Josh. You know, scoring consistently through the season. He almost scored against Barnet, and again off the line in this one. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Twenty fourth minute. Then Luke Coulson for Bromley, not to be confused with our own yeah. Josh Coulson. Fired just wide, and four minutes later, Simpson drove at goal, laid it off to Bond. Uh, fortunately, he was offside, and I think we've had the Lions share a possession over the last sort of fifteen or so minutes, but we haven't really capitalised. And again, another thing from the Barnet game carrying into into Bromley
0: yeah that was all I was to say about the first half but two minutes of time added but in the final seconds of the added time Josh Coulson goal scoring extraordinary again changed the game continued his amazing scoring it was yeah. a Charlie Lee throw course Havoc in the Bromley box the ball pinged around came to Josh who made it 1-0 to the O's with a low, close-range shot in the final, made it added time to send the O's fans into raptures and pass 1-0 ahead. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, nothing really more than we deserved, I thought we were the better side. Yeah, great time to score, just for half-time. <laughs> Not half. Good finish, and a half-time yeah. <laughs> whistle goes
1: straight after with the O's leading 1-0 at the break. Absolutely. So the attendance was announced at 3,047 with 1,173
0: Orient fans. Yeah, so second half kicked off. No changes for the O's and drama happening early in. This one just four minutes into the half. Marvin Ekpateta is sent off for a foul on XO George Poulter. As they tussled for the ball, The ref pointed to
1: the penalty spots. Now, before seeing the highlights, I wrote that it's not even sure it was a red card and not sure it was even in the box. But having seen it back, I can see why the ref has given it and and done that really, and it's not you know he'll, he'll have a one match ban because it's not violent conduct. It's not worth the appeal because if you go wrong with the appeal, he gets another two games added on. So you might as well just just take it. Um, I see why the ref's done what he's done. Don't agree with it, but I see why he's called. So it when though. I
0: watched it, I was expecting to see some outrageous dive from well outside the box. When I watched it, I just saw what I thought was a was a penalty in real time and even yeah. Marvel's last man so it's always going to be a red card and if that's a Brisbane road and that's bottom in front of the south stand going down we're all screaming for a penalty and a red card for their defender yeah. so I completely get it but yeah. I don't like it so up stepped another XO lonely Frankie Sutherland who was with us quite a few years back loan from QPR he was yeah Coolly converted centre keeper Dino the wrong way and Bromley were back level one or
1: and we have 40 minutes to play with 10 Man. not good nothing much of note happened until the 63rd minute as Bromley took the lead as a cross came into the O's box we didn't deal with it and Hackett Fairchild headed past Dean Brill from close range as we go 2-1 down with a man down and 30 minutes left to play yeah when
0: I saw the guy I was quite disappointed <clears throat> in defending but I've got to say at the same point it's a great ball into the box yeah from there whoever's put it in from them and put it onto their player's head I and agree. again no chance for Brill and like you said, half an hour still to play with a man down. So 67 minutes, and Justin decided it was time to try and change things up. He bought on Coroma and Alibi. and took off Lawless and Jay Simpson as Alibi went up top with Bond. Brophy goes to the right back to allow Karoma to play up top two.
1: Yes, and I've just lost my place uh, in this. So um, you said that Paul said the game has been crying, oh yeah, it's been out, been for crying Josh. out for Karoma. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Simpson have barely been involved in this half I don't know that the setup that we've got suits his style of play and it may be why Bonn and Simpson or the strikers have been quiet it's just the the, the, fluid, the fluidity of the formation doesn't really um, suit uh, you know the front two um, yeah, he's finding it hard
0: isn't he at the moment as old Simpson to, yeah. to get a goal he's got yeah. the one away to Barrow but the part barely of getting there. a touch
1: of the ball let alone a yeah. stiff at goal he's doing some um, nice
0: touches in the build up but he's his not, movement's great he's not getting really really there wrong. when the ball's coming in is he yeah that's exactly it yeah 73rd minute another controversial moment in the game Porter makes a very nasty challenge on Josh Karoma that saw only a yellow card and a huge clash as most players got involved which ended up with O's assistant manager Ross Embleton (coughs) getting sent off as well what are you like
1: what are you like love his passion love his passion and then I saw Porter mouth something at him don't know what he said but yeah uh, Porter having his say did the ref bottle it
0: there I, that looked like a red to me i got to say I think he gets the penalty call right I think he gets the porter yellow wrong I think that was a red dangerous right. two footed lunge and it's coming from behind as well yeah and you would have thought someone would have said to him before the game look these two had a bit of a barney at the last game so just keep an eye out. there might be some seconds here and you can tell it was premeditated from Porter yeah. ref got that one wrong I don't like to calling out refs because I think it evens itself out I think ref will admit after the game he's got that one a bit wrong yeah, and obviously, you straight can see that, that because he gets sub straight
1: after. Yeah, for no reason that his manager obviously thought he was going to get himself sent off. He's done his job, he's got one of our men sent off. He oh, Absolutely. Got off, so, yeah. Porter's job was done. And then we'll fast forward to the 84th minute. It's almost game over as Brinley strikes from distance with a good effort, which, which hit the bar.
0: Yeah, it was a great effort, actually, to be fair. Josh Coulson almost scoring. Again, it's a clever back header, was saved as he owes, only had five minutes now to try and rescue a point. Yeah, so
1: the 88th minute, then Brophy lofted a ball to Whitteson at the back post, but his header uh, was saved in seven minutes of time. we added on a great tweet here from George Sessions. Yeah, George went on to say,
0: seven minutes of stoppage time here, Orient a 2-1 down and with 10 men, but this is not over. And they in fact, look, the most likely to score. Can they produce another tremendous show character here? So
1: yeah. let's
0: go through it and see if we did. So we won a free kick in the fourth minute. And a nice short routine. He's his brophy cross across the six-yard box to McCauley Bond. And his effort goes well over. I thought it was a really well-worked free kick. Yeah, it was. Almost on the plate for Macca. Beautiful ball into his stride. He didn't have to break his stride. But over. I think you can tell from Macca's reaction there. he was frustrated mm-hmm. with himself there. He knows he should be doing better. Snatching And, and if he scores that one, it's a very different bunch of tweets we get yeah. um, post-match. But
1: absolutely wasn't right.
0: meant to be there for Macca.
1: Bromley hit the woodwork again as Raymond picked up a loose ball just outside the O's box, ran through the defence and his shot hit the post in the fifth minute of added time. And for me, that was a huge let-off, a massive let-off. I mean, the game was pretty much done anyway. It's not like we we're going to get back into it, but I think it would have added, compounded our misery really there. Yeah, I think we yeah. would have deserved a 3-1 loss there. Yeah, I agree with you. And Joe Wooderson produced a suicidal header to Dean
0: Brill shortly after, which went straight to a Bromley player. His effort went wide as Joe, to be fair to him, got back and recovered well from that one. And the final chance of the game, Dan Happy headed wide from a long free kick as the ref blew the four-time whistle as an ill-tempered game came to a close. And Orient's unbeaten run came to an end as Bromley got the three points and won
1: the game to... Yes, Justin Edinburgh said after the match it was a dive by Porter. His dive from outside the area where the initial contact is and into the area. The referee is a long way away to make that call, too, but we shouldn't have allowed that position to come about. It was poor from us early into the second half and we were comfortable in the game and had finished the first half strongly, got the goal, so we're not happy with the goals we conceded. There were two tackles in the game with intent to injure our players, and for me, they should have certainly been more than a yellow card. But I have to be honest, I don't think we need any inspiration or momentum because we have lost one game in 10 to the odd goal with 10 men. We could have done better against Bromley, so they are things we have to reflect on now, but motivation will not be required, and all I will, all I would say is we are still in control of what we want to achieve, which is a very valuable point. I think that's
0: superb point there yeah. from Justin, as always. So well done there to Justin, even in defeat, noble, but knowing it's still in our hands and not slating well, the ref. When some some managers would have come out and said, "Ref got it wrong, he's changed the game." Rubbish. Whereas Justin hasn't done it, actually. No. He's actually taking responsibility for that. So
1: he's very clever. Well done
0: there, to Justin. So that meant the O's were still top. That didn't change where we were, numero uno. But at this point now, only one point ahead of Salford, as we've now played forty. 122 drawn 11, lost 77 points and still a very strong goal difference of plus 34 and still having a game in hand
1: over the chasing pack. So your views on the Bromley game, Mr Levy? Obviously very disappointed to lose and not take advantage of our game in hand, but having played the whole of the second half pretty much with 10 men, I thought we actually did quite well. Poor officials again, Porter should have had the red card for the challenge from behind on Coroma. We had a lot of possession, but really didn't create enough clear cut chances for our front men, who were very quiet. I think a draw would have been a fairer result, but thankfully Corson's goal gave us some consolation, and we lose Marv uh, for a game. And I think the question will be obviously who takes who takes his spot um, in the next game. Still a positive that we're top, and only one loss in ten games is a record we should be very proud of. And tonight's game is not a reason to lose our minds over and six more games still to go.
0: Yeah, so for me it sounded like a game of two harsh someone where we didn't make our advantage count, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't really understand Bromley in terms of whenever I see Bromley play, I've seen him play a few times against us. I always think they look like a side a side who should be in the playoffs based on their performances against us. And then mid table. Mm-hmm. Like step up they really raise their games yeah I think they're one of the teams who really do that I think we're quite unlucky to lose this one we didn't play too badly I think and if Bond scores that like, late chance it's
1: again like I've said a completely different outlook on that Alan Dunn is a player coach at Bromley as well so he'll probably be adding a bit of spice to it as well
0: yeah absolutely mm. Yeah, uh, and their keeper Gregory we had him yeah. on loan as well so there's a nice contingent there with Porter as well and yeah. Dunn uh, but we have to make sure so this is just a blip keep calm Still in our own hands. All the yeah. other teams, again, want to be in our position. Top of the league now. Six games to go. One point ahead and a game in hand over second place. Come on. And that's yeah. how I ended that. So Matt Porter tweeted after the game by saying, this is a time for calm heads and confidence. Tonight didn't go our way, but with four home games mm. still to go and a game in hand, plus a point cushion and superior goal difference, we are in the driving seat still back in e on Saturday. Let's make it count.
1: Perfect tweet there from Matt. Absolutely. Ron Sampson, 15, tweeted in saying Bromley turn into Real Madrid when they play us. Echoing Absolutely, your Absolutely, yeah, they really do, yeah. Run point from the last six is terrible. We need to win on Saturday for certain. Last point Porter is an absolute <laughs> expletive <laughs> and someone needs to sort him out. I'll say no more. Absolutely. What goes around
0: comes around, Mr. Yeah. Porter. Uh, Chris underscore Convict. So it's important we don't lose our heads and overreact. There. More pressure on the next two home games now. But we are in a good position. I was never looking
1: forward to this Bromley fixture. Alan McClure 1 said, Sending off was pivotal, pivotal. sorry, Difficult playing with 10 men. Fitness is a big issue. Now, till the end of the season, is still in our hands. Monster 1980 came up with a point that I think was raised a few times. And he said,
0: Why none of our strikers scoring in open play? Can't remember the last goal. So, big point there. Bond not scoring in open play for a while. Simo... Me, are they paroled. dropping too
1: deep to get uh, the wingers They're involved so win, yeah. you know it's, it's, it's a so question that numerous, is being asked yeah. numerous th- reasons really El Coado said sorry lads but I can't be positive tonight the last two games has drained it from me one point from, f- uh, from playing 15th and 16th is completely unacceptable if you want to finish first anything other than three points on Saturday now is out of the question
0: a Taser Junior says Don't expect to see any negativity from our fans towards the club or players. No way was it possible to win every game for the rest of the season and it would be ridiculous to think we were going to. Still one point ahead, game in hand, four home times to play out of six remaining. Yeah, that's on a
1: positive uh, positive note. Great point there from Taser Junior there. Bazal 73 said, extremely disappointed as I can accept losing but not when, by the sound of it, we were cheated by the ref and Porter. Big worry is that now we seem to be totally toothless up front and are reliant on centre backs for our goals. Yeah,
0: Vince Howard, 73, says, Right, can we please go back to 4 4 2 with Dayton on the right and either Kuromi or Joby on the left with Simo and Bond up front? The only players that have really benefited from 3 5 2. Have been our defenders, and obviously Karomi being Josh Karoma. Yeah. You're me. <laughs> um,
1: unless you have a relationship yeah. that we don't know about. Absolutely. Wrecker uh, Blue App said the ref lost the game within three minutes and never regained control. Just think the game was won on game management. Disappointing result in a ground I never want to go to again. Yeah, as we all would do. Not
0: MTH Jack Seven says
1: I miss Jamie Turley. Two games without him.
0: One point out of six, but a good point there about Jamie Turner. Sam
1: Pretty underscore LFC, is a good point. Said, why our strikers never have a pop shot around the box continues to baffle me. Whether it gets deflected or parried out, it's got to be better than trying to walk the ball in the net. And I think that sometimes we do try and play that extra pass and do try and walk it in when actually a shot would have been better. Yeah. And yesterday's game was a prime example yeah, of that. Absolutely, and obviously we come on to that. Good point there we from will. Sam. Chris
0: Kane underscore 1992. Just Bromley came in with a game plan to frustrate, and they excelled at doing that. However, going down to 10 men didn't help our cause and even did playing to their standards. A at the office, but still top, so no need to panic. We go again Saturday.
1: Steve Cab One Two One said, "Not the time to panic. We've rode our luck a little over the past few away games. This time next week, we could have uh, we could be four points clear at least if we beat Halifax and Eastleigh."
0: Hamish uh, most is very little creativity in craft, missing Joby badly. Surely we knew
1: all about their cheating ways, but we got drawn into it. Yeah. And it seemed to wreck our game. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Pandemonium1881 said, First half, we controlled much of the game all over the pitch. We deserved the lead. Second half, we were not beaten by the better side. Very debatable pen. Ref gave a free kick. Very debatable red card. Horrible tactics from and Disgusting performance from the officials. Well, Matt, not happy there with the it! yeah.
0: Lyndon Orrin said, so we went to the game. I think second half, we played to their game and we didn't focus enough. Bromley, very dirty side. It's a loss. We move on, but they have to have another approach. As Sutton will be the same. That is a spot on point. Sutton yep. will be exactly the same as on that on before. on the 4G pitch. Million yep. pitch. Pe- yeah, million percent. Went on to say uh, we have to find a way to sniff points. Paul as a horrible player. And the ref was a joke. I think that's a great point about Sutton. I'm sure we'll mention it when we come on to they the are, yeah. fixtures.
1: The only thing with Sutton is Paul Doswell's taken a bit of absence there. So it's his number two taking control. So whether the same attitude okay. will be uh, for them or not is a different story. But take the point uh, that is made there. One Adam Conway said, time for calm. Salford will think the league is theirs after the last few results. Let them. We have four at home. We are in pole position. It's all about us. Hashtag trust in Justin. Yeah, very positive Adam Conway there. Funky hashtag there, trust in Justin. Yeah, absolutely. And to finish, final word, went to George Sessions, who
0: tweeted us. And he said, I know it's hard, but please don't panic just yet, Those fans. or have just gone away to two difficult teams and not one. It is not a disaster. And on another day, they could have won. Now, get behind the team on Saturday. Win that and everything is fine keep the face. Thank you to everyone there for tweeting after the the Bromley game.
1: Absolutely. Prediction League update to round this off then. Wrecker blew out Paul Skinner 88 and Grunt the postie along with Ian K. Richardson all correctly predicted the result. Um, So well done to you. But a huge well done to Vlatas underscore C who took maximum four points for guessing the correct score and scorer and we'll do a prediction league table in a moment yeah so that's three out of the four
0: not will just over the hour mark. because I'm not going too bad so stick with us stick with us so Wednesday the 3rd of April and the Orange Outlook podcast will confirm as finalists in the best non-league content creator category in the Football Blogging Awards as our road to Manchester continued so we mentioned it at the beginning of the show we're obviously going to mention it at the end of the show so don't forget to vote for us in the Football Blogging Awards and a huge thank you to everyone who has voted for us so far we exactly. are absolutely honoured um, to have the pure amount of votes that we are getting still coming through tonight as we record the podcast, which is always nice. Thank you to Claire
1: Barker, who's has come through whilst we're recording, as there well as go. everyone else. This is real live <laughs> recording. <laughs> Thursday, the 4th of April, then Dan Happy was announced as the official Late Player of the Month for March. That's the third month running, he's taken that crown. He took 38% of the votes, it was just 4% ahead of Dean Brill in second place, and at one point they were both tied. Yeah. They were both neck and neck. So well done to Mr. Happy, but Dean Brill, a worthy runner-up there.
0: That's amazing. At the beginning of the season, if someone said to you, Marmanek is going to win two months running at the beginning of the season, and then Dan Happy's going to take January, February, February March, March, you'd be like, these two players aren't even in the first team at this point yeah, at the start of the season. And now amazing. they're undroppable. Yeah. Incredible man, way football it? Go, goes, yeah. So Do season I, ticket man. update? Absolutely. club announced they had sold 2,219 season tickets ahead of the end
1: of the early bird offer. Incredible. Which is Friday, as we record now. It's already been and gone. That is amazing, isn't it? 2,219. So then Friday, the 5th of April, the end of the tax year, uh, as it Mm. is for many. Justin Edinburgh was named the National League Manager of the Month for March after the leading the O's to seven wins and a draw. So well done Justin. Yeah, completely completely, completely deserved
0: there and full of praise for his management team, which is always good to see from yeah. Justin, as it should be. Uh, and as we've just mentioned, season ticket offer the club put out another update and announced that now it was over two thousand five hundred. So some outstanding numbers there posted Definitely. by the club and the club ended the day by announcing that the upcoming home match versus Halifax would be live streamed to international viewers this time for the real bargain price of oh, a quid. quid. So well done there for the club bargain. making it happen. I guess there have been some bad experiences with the live streaming. This is a way to kind of get people who might not be confident in that money exactly. to spend it. So well done for getting it down to a quid and we hope they got what they wanted out of that.
1: Lots of international viewers. So what an for all involved in that one. Absolutely. So moving on then to Saturday, the 6th of April. Yesterday, as we record this, the main event was Halifax Town at home. And we ran a Twitter poll before the game to see how you thought the O's would get on in this game. And after 219 votes, that's a bit disappointing, in 24 hours, 84% thought we'd win, 9% lose, and 7% for a draw. And as always, thank you very much for your votes. Yeah, so before the match, hundreds of
0: O's fans queued in the cold uh, and without central on trains to secure their tickets for the upcoming away fixtures for Solihull and Sutton. Well done to all uh, who continue to attend every away game. We hope you all manage to get tickets. Obviously, several reports of fans who've been here and everywhere not being able to secure their tickets for this one. Um, obviously, leaving the question, how do you prioritise... 4,000 season ticket holders when there's only 700 tickets available. I guess with the technology in place these days or with the cost of the technology, it is difficult. I think we did have Kent on at the beginning of the season. I'm sure it was Kent who said to integrate a ticketing system or one where you do it by the barcode is probably as much money as what McCauley Bond is worth. I remember him saying it's a lot, a lot lot of money money to do, which the club don't have but lots of controversy um, about maybe that one maybe there's
1: maybe there's a way because other clubs do it on points for example in the Premier League they do it on points at yeah. home and away so maybe if people are buying through the club website that there is a way of tracking that and if you build up a certain amount of points you get priority if you've been to a number I of think that's
0: been suggested but I think there's already been a bounce back on that saying the club don't sell tickets for weight like there's certain clubs who sell their own tickets their own so ticket you can't track ahead. who's buying tickets for what game but I think it would definitely highlight a few improvements that probably can be made going It's a forward. difficult one, because you're never going to please all
1: the people no, all the can't. time.
0: I'd say 700 into 4,000, I mean, obviously there's not going to be 4,000 and want to go to Solihull, but 700 into 1,500 doesn't go. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. mass doesn't go. And but what? Solihull for that one, they've done their own ticket offer, which is probably why we've only got 700 tickets. So I they've know. got like, their own ticket offer going on where you get a free ticket for the Orient game if you go to any one of their two games before that. So obviously it's a massive game for us. But it's also a massive game for Solihull who at this point still have their own ambitions to go up. So they're trying to cram their
1: ground as well, full of their fans. And on that point I think it was I think the reduced allocation, if I if I've heard correctly, is because that they're making upgrades to their ground. A promotion, okay. yeah, yeah. which means that the away end is restricted. That could be wrong. That could be a load of nonsense. But that's what I I overheard yesterday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you're absolutely right. They want to cram out more for their absolutely fans they do. And you can't blame can't possibly, them for that at no, all. Not yeah. at all. Not at all. But then you know you'll also get if you did it an online vote. You ballot. You'd have people that weren't online that that can't get online. So how do you? How do you deal with those people, yeah, like possibly. elderly people or yeah. people that just don't have internet access, for example? Yeah. Um, how do you suffice those and people turning up at sort of six, seven o'clock in the morning for for the ticket office to open at one 8, one p.m. Crazy, absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um so Never would I see that. In 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 you know, we weren't getting that when we were going up for from from League One, and here we are in the National League, looking to go up. It's just absolutely crazy times we'll see what happens with that one
0: so uh, the team be posted. yeah so the team announced that Dean brought in goal at the back Alex Lawless Josh Corson Danny Happy and Joe Willison midfield James Brophy Charlie Lee Craig Clay Josh Karoma and up top Simpson and Bond so on the bench Sam Sargent Sam
1: Ling the JMD James Dayton and the ginger Messi Matt Harold. <laughs> Josh Keroma returned to the starting lineup here as Marvin Ekpoteta misses out as he serves his one-game ban following his sending off against Bromley in the week. Sam Ling, Jordan Maguire, Drew, and Matt Harold are all uh, back in the matchday squad and all been named on the bench. Yeah, I like that one. Lots yep. of options on the bench yep. as well. Lots
0: you can do with that
1: team. I like
0: it. 4-4-2 for me, as I expected. Obviously, only having two of the f-
1: four centre backs available. No surprises there. I didn't twig that until it actually kicked off and you could see the flat formation that we were going for there. So it kicked off with us looking to extend our lead at the top of the National League table and put pressure, um, with the pressure on us uh, after our loss uh, on Tuesday night away at Bromley. It was a pretty bright start by us. Uh, Josh Caroma, uh, his trickery, forced a corner in the first minute and following this, it was Josh again as his shot forced a good save from Johnson and went really close a minute later was Craig Clay's shot was just wide, we continued domination as Karoma's weak shot was comfortably saved. So quite a bit going on in the first five minutes there. Good start. Karoma looked very lively on the
0: right-hand side, very up for it. Every time he's getting the ball, it was three of them going to him. And he's just finding the space. and he forced Johnson into a good early save, but he was well up for it. And you could tell it was going to be quite an open game, I thought, at this point. And then completely against him on the play, Halifax took the lead in the ninth minute. Is he ever dangerous Casolo? I mean we've been mentioning this guy for at least the last 18 months since he came to Brisbane Road on that the first time. Cold night about 18 this. months ago under Steve Davis and made our defence look absolutely shocking. Yeah. He got in behind Coulson. He had so much time on the on his left, on our right. I think that's probably down to Lawless Moving being caught out and just yeah. not being a trained right back against Agreed. one of the best left wingers in this division, I would say there. So Casola had loads of time, drove into the box, nobody went to him, he shot, smacked the post, ball came out to Dooku his first effort was cleared off the line by Lawless lucky Lawless didn't have the ball that because had he done that he's going off and they're getting a the penalty but Lawless managed to block it but not well enough as the ball came back to Duku and it eventually went in prodded over the line and it was one off to Halifax
1: and we were all sitting there stunned I was like flipping heck what's going on here yeah <laughs> what's going on here <laughs> they all... possession and they've had one chance and scored one goal when we all, which when it, couldn't clear when the luck's it. going
0: against you it's going against you, and to be fair David at the post had it cleared off the line, it's probably just deserts, the ball finally for them, yeah. went over the line, so 1-0 down and some pressure from the O's, so it's two Halifax players booked for nasty challenges, there were a lot of challenges at this point flying in, so two nasty challenges, Coroma also was shooting on site, to the frustration of some fans I would say, from where I was, so I was in the gallery for this one, and it was Josh again who had an opportunity with a free kick, Following a on him, he really should have crossed it into the box. Really good position, went for goal. Miles over it into Rosed. So poor from him. There was another wasted chance with everyone in the box. Especially when you've got your Corsons who were on the hot scoring run of form and
1: when got to all people Dan happy. Yeah, it's a why, bit why, of a waste. Why of shoot? That. Put it in there. And let it ping about if it has to, and let someone get a toe poke on it. Yeah. And and, and put it in. Uh 23 minutes for the unteenth time. Josh Caroma is fouled. As Halifax are doubling up on him, he finally gets a free kick and he's going mad at the officials all the time. He needs to keep calm. A little bit. He needs to keep calm and voice his displeasure in a in an appropriate way. <laughs> because you can't do it, because you'll end up saying something and getting booked.
0: Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Absolutely. 26 minute, it was almost 2-0. As Duker was played in again, got in behind Colson but he shot high and wide when he probably should have done better. But both yeah. teams looking dangerous just sitting there going, I was sitting there saying, there's going to be another goal here and if it goes their way, they're probably going to win the game here. But if it goes our way, we're back on it and we'll probably win the game. So, very very open game of football.
1: Yeah, twenty seven minute then twenty seven minutes then a minute later, Macaulay Bond has a shot which is well saved by Johnson, following some nice build up play. And in the thirtieth minutes, on the half hour mark, then another dangerous run from Josh Caroma sees His shot saved and out for a corner, which eventually came to nothing. We weren't very good at set pieces yesterday. No. Corners <laughs> rarely came to any uh, came to anything dangerous. I think that's
0: what bit wasted. I think a major point in that is. You haven't got Joby, the quality of Joby swinging the balls in, where he's Maybe. putting them on a plate. Yeah. Maybe you're right. 34th minute, more pressure from the O's This time, a decent curling effort from Charlie Lee was well saved following more build-up play, which was neat. Yeah. And then Justin switched Brophy and onto the wings, which is quite a clever thing Done to that. do. Done that a few times. Yeah, to see if this could bring a change of fortunes. And in the 43rd minute, another poor challenge from Halifax, this one in the centre circle see so Staunton get booked so they were going very hard very fast we knew he we was having the right hustle here we knew it yeah. wasn't going to be a walkover and now we're going to be very physical in this one
1: absolutely two minutes of time added on uh, in the first minute Devante Rodney picked the ball up on the edge of our box nobody pressured him he had all the time uh, turned curled a superb effort past Edinburgh and it's 2-0 Halifax. really good goal that to be fair I'd be very happy if we'd scored a goal like that he, um, he took it well but we backed off him correct we, we took let it well. him you we backed off that. him he had a great angle no chance from
0: Brill and you know who he plays for No you know who he's Salford. yeah Salford it was on loan to them from Salford <laughs> yeah. yeah, couldn't even write it so at this point you're going you know we can't be doing an Orient or we are doing an Orient so all sitting there disappointed but just as we were all waiting the half time whistle with bated breath the final minute of added time sees a lifeline for the O's Josh Karoma Paul run back with a superb effort as he cut inside the edge of the box, smashed an effort into the top corner. I think the keeper got a hand to it. I think the keeper got a hand onto it on the bar and it bounced in. I'm I not seeing lo- it
1: back. i got no idea because I, I was making a note for Devante Rodney's goal at the time, <laughs> so I completely missed that goal. It was a great goal. He <laughs> right. hit it really I well. I think the keep- <laughs> so I, I think the keeper got a hand to it onto the bar
0: and then it went in went underneath right. the bar. I think the keeper took a knock and get in getting there. But he I was I, had very great, good. I had a great view of
1: it. That Johnson, I thought he we all thought he was really good. Oh, I, actually, I thought
0: he was all right. I thought came out. I thought caught. he was suspect at points. Okay, it's different. It's, it's, it's funny, isn't it? How yeah. different you can see the game. But a great goal. I think Josh fully deserved his goal on the yeah. basis of his first half performance. So the halftime whistle went with the O's with a bit of a lifeline.
1: Yeah, um, another disappointing half with lots of possession. We created a number of good chances too. Halifax have clearly done their homework on us. Yeah, absolutely. I saw a good tweet from George Sessions
0: that was worth talking about. So, George says, What a bizarre half. After eight shots, the O's finally score through Karoma, but they trail after goals by Duke and Rodney. This is not over, and the fans can sense it. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Tense announce at 5,458, with 184 way fans making the journey. I've got to say, with the central line being down,
1: I think that's a superb turnout. That's attendance. an awesome, awesome turnout. I think that's fantastic. Fantastic and I got parked box. pretty easily as well. I was very, very pleasantly surprised. you
0: got a very good space missing. I
1: did. Second man. half kicked off with no changes for Orient. We started sharply again attacking the Halifax goal. On the edge of our seats in the 50th minute as a superb Joe Willison cross caused havoc in the Halifax box. James Brophy's shot was saved well by Johnson as Simpson was on his toes ready to pounce on a yeah. loose ball. Seen them spilt them shots. Yeah. Um, that's why I thought... Johnson was, was doing pretty well. He he held on to balls that I've seen other keepers just sort of parry into into a striker's path and an easy tapping. Yeah. Um, but I thought he did quite well.
0: Yeah. Fair shot. 58th minute. A Jay breaking corner. falls for Simpson.
1: Worked some space,
0: but scooped it over the bar. I think we touched upon it. It's not really happening for Jay at the moment. Just needs one of them to drop in, whether it's yeah. off his shin,
1: off his backside, off just his something. head. Just needs a bit of luck in front of goal. Yeah. Lawless got booked a minute later for a very bad tackle on yeah It was pretty bad. (laughs) It was pretty
0: bad. bad. On the hour mark, superb one from Brophy. I think Brophy was really having a good spell on the right-hand side. He got his way into the box. He had a shot which was well blocked for a corner. From that corner, Simpson headed towards goal. Happy got his head on it to help it in, but he got headed over from close range. We just weren't having the luck in front of goal, but I thought Brophy was having a real, real good impact on the right-hand side. It was really causing them some big problems. Kramer was actually quite quiet at the start of this half. It was all going through Brophy at this point, so good options there for him.
1: Big miss that for me though, big miss from three yards out. We need to be, at least be hitting it on target. I know it's easy for me to say as having never played football at that any particular level or, you know, sitting there in the stands. But I think really you've got to be sharp. You know, chance loads of possession, few chances. You know, the ones you get, you got to really,
0: really. Yeah, I think he was just trying to divert it in. I don't think he knew quite where he was. Yeah. Like in his
1: bearings were happy, but yeah, yeah, so no point. King is booked for Halifax in the 75th minute and Joe Willison is booked for a foul in the 76th minute and a minute after that Alex Lawless made way for James Dayton. Brophy went to right back and Dayton went into the right of midfield.
0: Yeah so to me I would have left Brophy on the right. I thought Brophy was having a really really good impact but I can see why Justin done it. Um, So for the next seven to eight minutes lots of possession. free kicks and corners but nothing worth elaborating on
1: and then Matt Harold came on for Charlie Lee. And Leighton Orient Club Twitter uh, account took this one from them in the 81st minute. The O's piling the pressure on as Simpson flashed the ball across goal before Brophy's two efforts were deflected. Yeah, I mean,
0: Halifax were putting their bodies on the line. Every yeah. time we seemed to be getting a shot in...
1: They were just flying out from all angles. So you've got to say Halifax defending very well at this point. Very well. That Staunton was everywhere. Their number six. He was putting his head on things that you shouldn't be putting your head on. Yeah. Like shots at goal. And he was putting his head in the way. Yeah, absolutely. They really defended for their lives.
0: Yeah. 82nd minute should be game over as Halifax broke and the other dangerous Casola was through. Got his angle wrong. Chipped wide when he probably had a bit of an easier finish. Like a pretty easy chance there that he's got his yeah. angles wrong though. So a bit of an escape for that one. And the 84th minute. J.M.D.'s back in town. He replays Joe Widowson <laughs> as we now have four forwards on the pitch, four midfielders as Justin is really going for it. And I notice that Brophy at this point is now left-back, meaning Brophy's played left wing, left
1: back, right back, right wing. <laughs> He's played everywhere. He's, right? He's everywhere, yeah, yeah. Um, good spot by you. Yeah. I hadn't spotted that. Um, so close in the 87th minute, James Brophy drove into the box, smashed his cross across, across the six-yard box. Jay Simpson kind of kung-fu kick flew in uh, was just like inches away um, yeah, yeah. and he was a split second late on that so unfortunately um, he missed he missed that one and then just a couple of minutes later it's almost game over and a let off for us as Devante Rodney uh, hit a decent chance but his effort was well over from yeah. uh, from close range and he probably should have buried the game yeah there.
0: so the board went up for five minutes so I was actually quite surprised it was five I was thinking it would be three or four so to see five I was thinking come on now 93rd minute Karoma set up Craig Clay and his fierce drive was brilliantly blocked by Staunton. And again, every again. time we were shooting, you know, you're thinking this is going cool to cause keeper some problems. They were just getting blocks and it. And just thinking this isn't going to be our day. But with the full-time whistle almost about to blow, and when we were all resigned to defeat in an uphill battle for promotion, up steps, substitute, the ginger messy met Harold as he leveled the scores, we were all going mental, so we've taken this one from George Sessions, and I can't remember this at all, No, it's been erased from my memory, Yeah, Um, and we yet to see it back, so George says a James Dayan effort was blocked, Simpson knocks it on, and Harold eventually forces it home, for his sixth of the season, to send Brisbane Road crazy, and make it to all, I vaguely imagine, I can recall some kind of pinball around a box, and Harold being near it, and then it just going into the corner,
1: but by that point, everyone was just, Going, the, going, going mental the penalty box it was so crowded now I couldn't actually make out that Harold had actually scored that yeah, yeah. Um, but fair play to him like, as a substitute he's been on more of a sub than anything else and he's not had a lot of game time he's still scored six goals very good impact that's still not bad
0: very good impact he's I'm, he's, hes done well he's done well this yeah. season for me a great example of the character for this team pointed for Matt to score on the week when his granddad passed away yeah. so he obviously pointed up to the cloud so well done there for Matt. Full credit to Coulson. So when the club played back their uh, celebrations of the goal and you see them all bundling, H- Matt Harold, Coulson actually tries to stop him doing it so he can actually put the ball back on the centre circle so he can keep playing with a minute left to try and win the game. Oh, wow. So you see Coulson trying to get them all to go back, realising there's still a minute and a half to be played whereas wow. everyone else is congregating. So I've got to say, well well played to Coulson who knowing him, yeah. that point
1: isn't, although very good, could have gone for more. But just going back to the defending from Halifax, that's typical Nathan Clark, that attitude, that uh, corolling the defence and, and making them hard Yeah, hard to get past. So the full time
0: whistle went shortly after as the O's get a valuable point after being two down a scoreline. We all would have been disappointed with uh, pre match, but post match one we celebrated as the players came off the pitch with XO's captain and Halifax defender Nathan Clark walking around the entire pitch and clapping the O's fans, which I thought was a very very nice touch, got a lot of time very for Nathan classy. Clark. I thought we'd done very well for him when he was
1: here. Justin Edinburgh said after the game, he said it was dramatic finish, but in all honesty, we were worthy of a point. On any other day, we would have collected three. But credit to the players, they went right until the end and got a good, valuable point to go with a very good performance. We are disappointed with the goals we conceded, and we're not going to hide away from that. The last two games, including Tuesday's 2-1 defeat at Bromley, we've conceded four goals and gone uh, from one extreme to the other because we had clean sheets coming in abundance and now the goals we have conceded are poor goals. We know we can do better collectively and individually. There's room for improvement and we need to get back to being in control. It was two long balls which caused the two
0: goals. So again, Justin, knowing what he's talking about, knowing where the problems lie, so hopefully obviously, we'll less goals conceded. Absolutely. Pretty much the league table... So that draw, coupled with Salford's 2-0 away when it made, that means the O's fall to second place in the National League now, having played 41 games, winning 22, drawn 12, lost 7, 78 points, and a goal difference of plus 34. Salford are now one point ahead of us, but do have one game more on the board. So obviously, they're now top with second, Solihull. One, they had a great result beating Hartlepool one them away. Yeah. So they're in third place. They're still in it. Had we lost, they would have gone to second. We would be in third. Yeah. So they're now level on points with us. They've played a game more, but with a worse goal difference. And Wrexham won three one against Braintree. So they're in fourth and seventy five points. They're three points behind us. Haven't played a game more. So I still think it's between us, Solihull, and Salford. But still in our own hands. If we win the last five, we go up as champions. So. That clock is ticking. So, Mr Levy, let's do it.
1: Your views on yesterday. Yeah, another game to talk about where we had so much possession, but this time created a lot of chances, just didn't put them away. Halifax really done their homework on us and used non-league time-wasting tactics as usual, surrounding the ref, including Nathan Clark, that we've just waxed lyrical about. (laughs) Uh, But I think the euphoria, when Harold uh, scored, uh, it felt like a win, not a draw. Uh, And what a player Matt Kisolo is, I'd sign him. We we've said this we've said this about signing Casolo but every time we played Halifax but yeah yeah good point yeah, he's he's a, he's a good player worth signing and we've got an, unfortunately or fortunately for us at the moment we've got an abundance of attacking talent um, and I'm surprised that no club has come in for him and and, and taken him um, their number six Staunton, great player I thought he did very very well yeah. headed the ball off the line generally was superb for his team. Um, Mentioned it earlier by mistake uh, for Dayton, but actually Brophy diving a bit too much. He tried to dive in the box, and it literally looked like a just like a salmon leap. Really, okay. um, I'm really not keen on seeing that. Least of all from an Orient player. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I thought for I, I know we were chasing the game, um, but I thought Bond should have been subbed. Uh, I thought at the start of the season, as as we said earlier, he's chased and charged everything down, and now he doesn't seem to do that so much anymore. And yes, probably he is knackered, but that was part of his game. Uh, and that's how he forced players to make mistakes that he would uh, yeah. sometimes capitalise on. Um, so his game has changed a lot. Maybe that's just been cu- cultured out of him. I think Justin, uh, if I remember rightly, said in post-match that, you know, they'll you, you know you, use your running around efficiently because otherwise you're going to knack yourself out. Um So, yeah, and and it's been asked before, like when was the last time he sort of really scored in open play rather than a penalty? Would have changed Coroma for JND around the 65-minute mark again? I know we were chasing the game, but I just don't think it was his game. He got frustrated quite quickly at times. You you could see he was starting to lose patience. It's been a tough couple of weeks. I think the team will be disappointed with five points gained in the last four games. Um, If one or more of those was a win, obviously we'd be top with a game in hand, but, you know, we've got E C up next. That won't be an easy game. Um, but something we've got to get something from. Yeah, cool. your views.
0: I thought it was an enjoyable game actually. I thought we deserved something out yeah. of it. I think you know two defensive lapses of concentration cost us. And if you, I think you defend like that at any level, I think you're going to get punished really. Yeah. Um, I thought we looked very dangerous on both wins going forward, especially in the first half. And Chrome's going on the stroke half time is probably the game changer. Going it two 0 down at half time, it's a completely different team. So was two one. You've got something to yeah to aim towards. Well, Halifax defended really well. And another day, I think we might have scored another. Another couple, but credit to Howell popping up, right place, right time, does what yeah. he needs to do, getting an equaliser. And that point could be the difference between going up automatically or going in the playoffs. That could be massive. For thought Cromer, I know you said you would sub him. I thought he'd done excellent. I thought he was a threat the whole game. But I think he has to learn to pass a bit better yeah. at his final decision making. I thought Brophy was superb on the right as well. I thought he was really good uh, and doing what we need him to do, running defenders. I thought Clay was also excellent. I think I've said it before, and well, earlier in the pod, but I'm not sure if Simpson and Bond at the moment are fully connected. Maybe they're too similar. They both drop deep, and then they both look ahead for someone making the run. But they're both not doing that because they're both dropping deep. So maybe one needs to go on the bench as the impact sub. Probably a fair result, I think, to all. Both teams probably deserve the point. But very frustrating. But five games to go, still in our hands. And even though it was a draw, I think you've touched upon it, if it was like a win due to the last-minute nature of the equaliser... Spring on the final five. If we win those, it doesn't matter what Salford do. It doesn't matter what Salford do. It's win those final five and we go up as champions. But easy for me to say. So those were our views, your views. And so we're going to go through two emails that came into Orient yeah. Outlook Podcast Towers. You very can email angry. us at, Outlook at Outlook.com. You Glenn can. Bevan was very angry. He said, utter capitulation. Charlie Lee is an absolute passenger. Should never wear an Orient shirt again. The cheek of him throwing his arms up in the air, moaning all game at the players around him. The players that got us to the top of the league, absolutely disgrace. If he starts any of the last five games, we've got no chance. So very, very animated calendar. Not happy with Charlie Lee. So I thought
1: Charlie Lee had a, had a decent game, actually. I did as well. I, yeah, I don't agree with what Glenn said there at all, but that's the whole point of a football game. It's it's all based on opinions. Yeah. We've had another email um, that came in from Chris Wood, who said, I don't know if it's better to be far away and watching the BBC website and Twitter to find out what's happening compared to being there and actually watching. I think they're probably both as bad as each other. <laughs> I do know that other than the 55, 56 and 69, 70 season, all the Orient promotion seasons <laughs> went down to the wire. I was there on May the 3rd, 74, when Jim Coombs, um, saved a shot from Mickey Bullock at the end that meant Orient stayed in Division Two rather than reach the promised land of Division One with the big boys. I remember not leaving Leighton for some time after the game before going home to Woodford. It was not a great feeling. The aim of this season will be achieved either on Tuesday by not losing to Easley or soon after of being in the playoffs. So this season is a success. We've just had a run of eight wins on the trot. I know not all the league game. I know they're not all league games. Salford are on seven wins and a draw in the last eight, so why shouldn't so why shouldn't they get affected by the pressure and sneeze once or twice? Remember, if we get the point on Tuesday, we're still back. We're back at the top um, on goal difference, and I know, but still top. Solihull uh, is in the Orient's hands with the match on the twenty second. I'm reading terribly here. Uh, you have to believe Justin and the team. It hasn't lost two consecutive league games all season. That's a great point. I didn't realise that. We haven't lost two consecutive league games all season. So, yeah. That is point. a good point. Yeah. yeah, It must be frustrating to see a magnificent season seem to fail at the very end, but the end isn't here yet. There are five more adventures to come. Keep the faith because it won't be over until the twenty-seventh at the end. Yeah, August. so thanks to Chris, they're emailing all the way from Canada. So
0: thank you. There yes. To Chris for his email. So at Dax I tweeted, says so all <laughs> tweets now that came into our own outlook podcast hours after the match. There's a great comeback from the boys, but point simply not good enough with the run of games we have, although it's still in our hands, and all we can do as fans is continue to support the
1: team as much as we can and most importantly, believe in the players. Start Harold on Tuesday, said Matty L O F C Evans. He deserves it, scoring and on form. But seriously, this game in hand will decide our season anything but a win. And it's out of our hands and into Lady Lux. Gutting to think a week ago we were almost home and dry. Now it's tight, like a duck's backside. And what if we draw
0: on Tuesday, we do go top on goal, goal difference. difference. So yeah. a draw might not be... Why not being the best result? Won't be the worst result either. Yeah. And Sue, she's not even close to being good enough. Paul defending for the goals. The four players need to take more responsibility by finishing their chances. Hal Simpson got 90 minutes. is beyond me. Harold did more than him in 10 minutes. I think mean, a lot of people start saying Harold should start. For me, Harold is better utilised off the bench. You can change the style more with Harold. Yeah, I wouldn't start Harold on Tuesday, personally. He's on good form. But for me, he's not a starter. He's more of the impact sub that we need to change the style of
1: Ali Duncan said got to stay positive and see the last couple of games as a blip. Defence were very poor at times but hopefully Marvin and eventually Turley will sort things out. Still got this. Yeah Daniel underscore
0: D4 as a draw is really not good enough especially after what happened at Bromley. A real lack of composure poor decision making is costing us. It's worrying how ponderous our forwards are but it is still in our hands
1: even though we are not making it easy for ourselves lawmat 3 said, I don't think as fans we fully appreciate the pressure the players are under. They're obviously trying their hearts out, but it doesn't always come off. We've got to, we've got to stay strong as fans and get behind them. Amazing tactics today. Two defenders and eight midfield and forwards. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> well done, Justice. Frank Kane
0: says, Two points from nine, good enough? No. But a 90-minute equaliser after being 2-0 down give us a massive psychological boost for the remaining games. Absolutely, good point there from Frank. S-
1: yeah, Sunshine Lofc said, "How did we only score two? Fair to play, fair play to um, Halifax Town, who put on one of the most battling defensive dis- displays I've seen in a while." And Nathan Clark got a warm reception he deserved. Although it's two points dropped, it feels like a win. Massive game on Tuesday. Yeah, huge game Tuesday. John W nine 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 says, "A strange game. Brophy in
0: Caroma outstanding, but Bonner Simpson completely ineffective, both as a pairing and individually, not creating or scoring." Bonner Karoma up top on Tuesday with Brofine Dayton up
1: top in a four four two. Marvin on the bench. Wow. Oh wow, okay. Big ads LOFC said, I thought every player put in a shift today, we were and we were the better side. Not the result we wanted, but the desire is there. On to the next big game. Yeah, all big games now. Ian Tassman yeah.
0: says, I know we're not supposed to criticise, but Bon and Simo barely had a kick between them and it's been like that for weeks now. We don't have a goal for it. Yeah, so maybe do you play Karoma up front and put Dayton on the right hand side or Brophy on the right hand side, and if Joby's back, put him on the left
1: and bench Simpson or bench Bond and go Kramer up top. Yeah. All options we do have. So Justin Depends has got options. Depends what you're scouting on on Eastley. Because if you're going up against big defenders, yeah, you don't really want to go. But you might want a target man. You might want that Matt Harold up there. Right. Um, or, or dare I say, Alibi. Underscore Jay Crowley, underscore said, correct me if I'm wrong, but has Bond scored in open play in the league since January the 1st? Granted, he works hard, but a striker needs to be scoring more than that. Harold and Karoma up top on Tuesday yeah, for me. So that's not even a combination I'd <clears throat> even thought about. Harold
0: and Coroma says Jay Crowley. So, yeah. Interesting that Craig Rodhouse has not a good result. All felt a bit desperate at times, but could prove to be a massive point in the circumstances. still think Salford have a slip-up in them. So I reckon three wins and two draws will do it from here, given our goal difference. I mean, these are all tweets suggesting that Salford will take 12 points from 12. Every team... Will drop points probably now towards the end of the season.
1: So it's not a given by any standards. Absolutely, it's still
0: going to be dramas to come.
1: Yeah, Te- trousers techno said, not sure that Bond and Simpson are a good pairing. Too similar, in my humble opinion. Uh, either Josh or Matt with, the, with either of them also the midfield were too slow and square and lacked any real element of surprise yeah, or in electrics has fought the best we played in weeks didn't
0: deserve to be too down only criticism in the first half is we didn't shoot early enough Lawless had a great first half Simpson looks well off the pace and Bond spends too much time outside of the box and Brophy was excellent
1: Speno011 said I thought we played well but got caught on the breakaway twice um League-winning teams don't do that, but credit to the team for coming back and a very deserved draw. Win on Tuesday and we have destiny back in our own hands. Yeah, we absolutely do. Orient
0: Just Tuesday night is now a massive game and a must-win if we want to win the league. Lose and no more, it's in our hands. Time for everyone, the players and fans like to turn up on Tuesday
1: and give it everything. King Laurie Seven said, funny how quick it turns. Three games ago, and it looked like it was going to be oh so easy. Uh, a good point. Absolutely. Dave M18-12. Um, it's travesty of
0: a result. If we play like that and cut out the city goals, we'll be okay. Kroma scared them to death, but must occasionally look to find a teammate. So keep calm. And keep the defibrillator handy. Very
1: good ending to that tweet. <laughs> Leaking No Noise tweeted in saying, I uh, thought that it wasn't going to be our day. I couldn't find much fault with our play or tactics, but they were better organised than expected and lost count of the amount of blocks their defenders made. We definitely deserved the point and maybe more, but it's still in our hands. That's a very good tweet. Very good tweet. Tommy Atkinson, 6, of course <laughs> we all wanted to win
0: today, but to bounce back and not lose has also got to be a huge positive. It's all very possible to finish first. And I said the same thing after Tuesday's game, but we all need to get behind
1: the team and get over that line. Ready QB9 said, not the result we've wanted in the last week, but yesterday was easily the best attacking performance in weeks. Moved it quickly, took players on, had plenty of shots, cut out the silly mistakes for their goals, plus Marvel and Turley back, and we'll be fine. So the final word in goes to Essex Biz. So this team never gives up. Massive point.
0: Just need to win on Tuesday against Easley, who conceded four. Today I my head, obviously sleep sleep on action. We'll come on to be in a bit. Big mouth back. Hopefully Joby back. Hashtag in our own hands still. So those were all the tweets that came into our own outlook. So let us know if you agree or disagree with any of the tweets or any of the emails read out. You can email us at, at Outlook.com. You can uh, tweet us at outlook. You can Instagram us at, at underscore podcast, Or you can Facebook us at orainoutlook.com podcast. Getting a bit well late, done. my memory's going a bit yep. 10 past 11. A very late evening so,
1: and a late podcast. No prediction league, correct prediction um, uh, sorry, no correct predictions for this match. The top of the prediction league is as follows. Pills the dome man and Leon Oresti, a top, joint top on 31 points. Barry, Twin Ian, Manny, René, John and Matty LOFC, Evans are joint second on 28 points so thank you to everybody for all your predictions and well done to everyone yeah absolutely
0: still a lot to play for in the prediction leagues. So moving on in today sunday the 7th of april i'm wishing a happy 29th birthday to o's defender jamie turley and also a birthday for o's chief scout friend of the podcast steve foster so we hope you have a great day gentlemen more birthdays are standing work it's been a
1: Fair period, isn't it? For birthdays, Perhaps. lots of cake, lots of cake around the uh, around the training ground, no Absolutely, doubt. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, the club announced that Danny Macklin is going to be doing a and A on Monday, the eighth of April at six pm to answer queries regarding uh, ticket sales and season tickets. Yeah, I've
0: got to say fair play there for Danny for coming forward. Plenty, plenty of plenty CEOs probably wouldn't be doing that on Twitter following what happened at the weekend with the queues. So all you can do is commend Danny there. So all last point to wrap up. The two weeks that were. The ladies team were in action today and lost in the league 4 0 away to Enfield Towns. So unlucky ladies who had recently had a very good, good set of results. So after one hour,
1: 39 minutes. 11 minutes past 11, I think it's time to wrap up this bad boy. It absolutely is, it's been a huge one. So, fancy <laughs> football, we'll start with then. Tolu Sangawawa still leaves our podcast, Fancy Football League, with 1,925 points, well ahead of Sam Massingham, now in eighteen second place with 1,848 points. You're in 23rd place with 1,842. I'm in 46th place, up from 50-something, so I'm quite pleased with that, on 1758. And we're both fighting to make the other one pod in their pants. Yeah, the
0: pod in the pants. Uh, it's going to be
1: me, so I can see that I'm not going to make up like 84 points. Oh, that's very de- good. That's very defeatist of you, but
0: hopefully but you're you've right. Got a good team. Hopefully you're right. Serve so. So you, mate. Serve so you. So that's the fantasy football dream team update. i Rockenbach back. Leads the Orient Outlook podcast dream team league on 1985 points. Jay Lillington's back in uh play now. He's second, just 15 <clears throat> points behind. All to play for that one. I'm in 16th place. Paul, you're in 31st place. Out of 112 players. So and it's. Worth think, adding that
1: both it. leagues have still got games to play and points to be added, so this Absolutely. is as it stands yeah. as we record tonight, so positives and negatives then, yeah. um, I'll kick off with the positives then, win our game in hand and we'll be top of the league. I think that's huge, I think there's a
0: lot of tweets that we just read out saying it's a big defeat, it's all for the gun to win the league, blah blah blah. <laughs> win on Tuesday completely different back in me? our hands win on Tuesday one on Saturday the podcast next week sounds
1: very different with three games left to go yeah still in our hands mate yeah. absolutely um, and two of those come in quick succession over Easter yeah. so uh, Dean Brule's kept 21 clean sheets this season phenomenal phenomenal can't remember the last time we've had that many clean sheets I'm sure a stato out there might know and obviously the huge season ticket yeah. sales many percent
0: good positives negatives I'll start the negatives in injuries Obviously, over the last two weeks, we're talking about losing Joby McEnough, who's our captain, our leader. right to have him on the pitch. And also, Jamie Turley, who's done exceptionally well since he's been here. Second negative, only picking up two points from the last nine. So, we covered, obviously, four games. So, five points from the last 12. You know, two draws and a loss against Barnet, Bromley and Halifax. Is that good enough at this stage of the season? Although the performances haven't been too bad. The results haven't gone our way. Uh, and that could be an crucial. Could be,
1: that's not good enough, is it? No, if no not if you're gonna
0: no. not if you're gonna win it. And our last one is basically goal scoring. So not converting enough chances, our strikers not scoring and McCordy Bond's current form has to go down as a negative, you know, Love Maca, but only scoring one in the last two weeks and that's a penalty. Is that good enough? But you could say the same for Simpson, not scored in the last four. Mm-hmm. Is that good enough? So you know, negatives there to be had. So that's positives and negatives. So moving on into the hero of the fortnight. So when we were going to do this podcast last Sunday, we had this man down as our hero of the week. We decided to keep him as hero of the fortnight for the fact he kept his 20th and 21st clean sheets of the season, made some viable saves. And although he's conceded a few goals, I don't think you can say any of what his fourth. So hero of the fortnight is Mr. Dean Brewer, or Dundee over dean and bear in mind that he's got a young baby at home probably isn't sleeping at all 100% he can right sleep perfectly right. well nowhere he from 100% you can probably relate to very well Mr Levy so moving on in so next week. Yeah,
1: so another big week for us as we've got two National League games to play as the season reaches its end. Tuesday the 9th of April we've got Eastleigh at home with Paul McCallan in their ranks. Uh, they're coming to the Bray Group Stadium. Eastleigh are currently 7th in the National League after a 4-2 defeat away at Fylde on Saturday after being 2-0 up uh, after 16 minutes. So if you see us in or around the ground Come and say hello, give us an oi-oi, introduce yourself, tell us who you are. Yeah, and on Saturday the
0: 13th of April, we travelled to Sutton United on their 3G pitch. So Sutton, ninth in the National League. They won 2-1 away to Bronwood yesterday. Great result for that. They still have an outside chance of making the playoffs, and we know they're going to be physical. They know they're going to be up for it. It's going to be very similar to Bromley, as you would expect. So we've got to be up for this one, and hopefully take the game to them. So if you're going to this match, have a safe journey. I want to tweet us, at Orient Outlook on your way to before, or during, or after the match, or any time during yep. your match experience to
1: Saturn. Yeah. So that is it. Thank you very much indeed for joining us for episode 178. It's been a really, really busy fortnight uh, at the O's, which has promised so much and got off to the perfect start with a 2-0 home win over AFC file But since then, just two points from nine against Barnet, Bromley and Halifax have seen us slip to second in the league, albeit with a game in hand and a chance to regain the top spot as the National League enters its final weeks. Been a big injury losses uh, as we lost Joby and Jamie Turley, but it's still in our hands. We can still do this and our support will be more vital than ever. So let's get behind the boys this week and cheer them on to victory, win our final five games this season and celebrate promotion back to the promised land of the Football League yeah
0: so we'll be back with episode 179 next week with all the information and views that you could ever need hopefully talking about two and six points and being top of the league so if you listen on iTunes please subscribe give the podcast a review not many reviews over the last fortnight so that's kind of not been happening. So come on, let's get more than 54 reviews. Let's get them up. So if you're listening on SoundCloud, TuneIn, in Stitcher, add us to your favourites and that way you'll have the podcasts available as soon as we upload them. We're now available on Spotify. So give us a follow on Spotify and those podcasts will be straight onto your device. And if you have an older relative, a loved one or a casual fan joining you at Wembley, we know they're out there, the casual fans, because we sold loads of tickets. So if you've got a mate who's going to Wembley with you and they're trying to get into Orient, tell them to listen to the podcast to get them prepped. Give them the uh, details on any platform. Get them listening to yourself, stand chums. Yeah, and get them involved. So grab their phone, download it from. Them, tell them, pass the pod. The path is there to be spread.
1: Absolutely. And while you're at it, tell them that they need a new mug for their uh, for their uh, kitchen, <laughs> and we've still got some of them available. And by the way, just actually just to go back a second. Um, Josh Caroma has been named as a substitute in the National League's team of the weekend. Sorry, meant to make that point earlier. Josh Caroma for us um, in there as well. It won't surprise you to know that Adam Rooney... Uh, is the striker there as well yeah. um, but no um, no Halifax players in that Surprising, uh, surprisingly yeah. I thought Casano might have been in with a the chance there. oh sorry your pardon, Staunton in the substitutes
0: as well no worries so we mentioned it at the top of the show we mentioned it in the middle we mentioned it at the end thank you for all your votes so far in the FBAs keep voting for us on Twitter Instagram or via the website we really do appreciate your vote so that's it and Mammoth 1 hour 46 we look forward to hearing from you and as always this is the important part keep calm Have a great week and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's.